it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no song, Soz. Soz, <laughs> there's no song for you. Um, yeah, welcome. <laughs> I guess welcome to another episode of SYM. It is me, Kalechi, in the place to be. SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. And obviously, we still have our um, guest in residence. Yes, I like that. <laughs> I like that new term. Hi, guys, it's Sadiq again. <laughs> <laughs> Back. Back. Um, yeah, how have you found it being um, the guest in residence? I love it. It's, it's, it's nice and comfortable. I get to come here and say how I feel. And then you guys tweet me and then we debate it online <laughs> as well. And then, you know, it's, it's really cool. I think, you, I think, you know, for a while, there's so many things that I've kind of wanted to get off my chest. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to just be able to sit down and just talk through it. So I'm like, yeah, this is this is where it's at. I like being the guest in, in residence, is that what we're yeah, calling Yeah, guest in residence. Guest in residence, yeah. Well, I like, I like that. Um, but you need to actually listen to the episodes back. Yes, of course. I tell people all the time my voice is just awful. I don't know if anyone has the same thing as me, but you know like when like you take a video or something, mm-hmm. or like you have a recording and you have to listen to it back and it's just hearing your voice or seeing your face, it's like, oh God. <laughs> but I will, I will try. I will definitely try and listen to my voice. It shouldn't be that hard, but yeah, it's just, oh gosh, it's hard to just do it just do it i am like the number one fan of this podcast i listen to every episode back when it drops i'm like oh my god she's dropped an episode as if i'm not the one that fucking recorded <laughs> yeah. it that's like me in my instagram story like you post an instagram so i'll just be watching it like a hundred times i'll be like oh gosh that's really cool like but yeah no i will definitely start listening to myself back yeah definitely listen because it helps as well it helps me um it helps me notice that I do that a lot I do go um a lot yeah. so when I go on the news and things like that I notice how people are very short and clipped with how they speak and I'm not that way it's part of like the way that I speak to say um and phrase it in but it's interesting that when I want to cast somebody out though that just flows I don't yeah. have any um it's like a song you <laughs> <laughs> start singing it like a song it just comes out there's no um there's no breaks it's just there a, is nothing a full on rage it is a 12 track album yeah <laughs> But talking of albums, did you listen to Tiana Taylor's album? I like Tiana Taylor's album. I did listen to it. It starts off strong. I will be honest, when you've got 23 songs on one album, it's very hard. 23? 23. Is it a song? When you've got that many songs on the album, it's very hard to kind of, I don't know, what's the sort of of kind of like keep that attention a bit. It does get all over the place towards like in like, kind of the middle part of it 23 23 songs but i like i like tiana she's she's such a a 90s kid yeah like and you hear that that influence in her and her music and in you know in the way she sings and how in her delivery and i think she's she's brilliant i i do think it says a lot that it's almost as strong as keep the same energy Mm -hmm. and that only had eight songs ah 
So yeah, I don't know, but it's 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 definitely a good album. I'll be listening to it for a while. So shout out to Tiana. Okay, well I haven't listened. You haven't? Oh, not that's all. That was a very irresponsible thing to me. <laughs> that's what I thought. You were asking me like you've already heard it, so I was just like, okay, okay. Well, you you go listen to it. you you will like most of it. I think I I've always liked her energy. I've always felt I've always felt her vibe. So I think that I'll enjoy it because I really enjoyed keep the same energy. There were so many tunes on that. Was it seven? No, it was keep the same energy. Yeah. Is that three? Way. No, that, that's, that's seven. Oh, no, so I enjoyed seven then. Yeah, I, I enjoyed seven as well. No, three ways... Oh, God, okay. Three ways keep the same energy. Okay. You sang it like it was from seven. <laughs> <laughs> it was keep the same energy. Three ways, yeah, with Kanye, no? Uh, yeah, a rose from Harlem. That's from keep the same energy as oh, well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so I listened to keep yeah, the same it's energy. That, it's that one. That was, a, that was a really good album, man. You know, it's it's it's, it's hard, to, hard to top, but... The album, which is the name of her new album, is is quite good. I like. She it. called it the album. She called it the album. She could I have think been it was no, more. no. There were many albums in that. <laughs> you had twenty three tracks, fam. That's two albums. That's two albums. You could have sold it two albums, literally. But it's good. I love Wake Up Love. I love One Eight Hundred One Night. I love um, Still. I love Try Again. Okay. Um, yeah, there's plenty. She's got she's got some good songs on there. She's got some good. Okay, songs I'll on listen there. to it then because I really I did enjoy Keep the Same Energy. I thought that there were really good tracks on there, especially the Rose from Harlem when she was uh, says it be the ones and na 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 basically saying it be the ones that you look up to that really try yeah, to that fuck really tried, you over. But do you know what really kind of pisses me off about that album though? I don't know if you heard the snippet. There was meant to be a Lauren Hill sample on it mm-hmm. i don't think she could have gotten it cleared because when it came out it was a totally different version but ah. the lauren hill sample was whew, it was really hitting oh it was really really hitting on that one but yeah she had to take it off getting clearance for things is actually a madness especially from lauren hill yeah lauren yeah. hill just doesn't like any of us but you know what i think i saw a tweet the other day when someone was just like lauren hill has been about this like lauren hill has known that white supremacy is not the way and that's why she doesn't show up to things on time because <laughs> yes. she refuses to be controlled by the man she yeah. refuses to be constru- uh, controlled by this construct of time when you see her is when you see her and that's fine and that's totally fine and when you I see her you'll be happy parking, though. I, pay- <laughs> <laughs> I pay for parking so so you should bear that in mind whenever you're coming to see Lauren I mean I think like you listen to that MTV Unplugged album and it gives you goosebumps because she is talking it's so relevant and I always think that's the hardest thing about like looking back on things especially like you know people like her listening to music and and watching movies because it's this it's still so applicable to what's going on now yeah and her her album honestly the mtv unplugged one everyone loves her first album Mm -hmm. but that mtv unplugged album if you really want to learn something everyone should go listen to that i think a lot of like people say especially that teach music and things like that mostly mostly white men because you know they love to talk and they love the sound of their own voice Mm -hmm. but they were saying that the miseducation of lauren hill is actually the perfect hip-hop album but how it's done the like the literally the structure of it makes it the perfect album but i'm like here you go again and trying to put limits on things yeah. it's, it's a fantastic album but what is perfect but in, to your I, taste I, I, yeah and how do you know something's perfect get, get out of get here out. perfect hip hop get out of town hip hop that you only discovered when when no that wasn't that's scary that was scary because we just know it's just nonsense it's just nonsense <laughs> 
always trying to dictate something to somebody. Can Nobody fucking asked you. But then some, in the same tweet, the person was just like, maybe Lauren Hill didn't pay her taxes because she realizes that, you know, what are we paying to a system that doesn't value us and tries to kill us? Yes. And also let's everyone, I think a lot of people don't actually realize, you know, all of us were paying back the slave owners up until recently, you yeah, know, through our taxes. Yeah. So if Lauren Hill says she doesn't want to pay taxes, I totally get it. Yeah. I totally Why get it. Why am I paying the people that enslaved my forefathers right, and, and, my, them and, my, and my foremothers? I'm not paying them anything. So she looked at that all the way in America. She's like, no, I'm not paying any taxes. I don't know if like her conscious self knew that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but she was definitely I don't on know something. If her accountant knew that, but she was on, she was on to something and we shouldn't have to. I feel like, um, people who have been enslaved and are descendants of those who were enslaved should not have to pay taxes i agree I uh, because agree if, you're, should, if you don't should. want to do reparations then we should not have to pay taxes exactly. for the rest of time exactly and i think that's i think that's it's it's it's, it's less than reasonable in fact but it's still, still you know it's, still a, it's a reach it. yes it's a reach but yeah, but yeah anyway let's let's get into the show let me do the tarot then tarot time so this week is the three pile deckers you all say that you enjoy. Some of you are deviants because I definitely say like breathe in deeply, pick a pile, and you'll be like, I picked all three. But you know what? If all the messages resonate with you, who am I to tell you what you can and cannot pick? However the message gets to you, I don't care how you get there, just get there if you can. <laughs> you couldn't help yourself, honestly. <laughs> That should have been the song today. You can reach me by tarot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, take a deep breath, center yourself, and really just appeal to your higher self, appeal to your ancestors, appeal to your spirit guides, appeal to God, you know, Father God, Mother Goddess, appeal to them to, to just bring you the message that will serve you best during this time. Take a moment to just find that stillness. All right, so you've got pile one, pile two, and pile three. As usual, I've done it as the situation and the advice. Um, so you really take your time with that. Pile one, pile two, or pile three. Okay, so I'll begin. So pile one, the first card that you get as the situation is the star card. Uh, the star card is one that's really, really interesting to me because whenever I read the star card, I always think of the card that came before it, which is the tower. So the star card is a major arcana and the tower card is a major arcana. So this is an, this is a life energy. This is something that's happening um, across your life. It's not just like a day-to-day -day thing. It's a theme that you're going through at the moment. And um, the tower has happened. So I feel like all of us have felt that tower energy of things crumbling, uh, like crumbling institutions, structures that we've relied on absolutely crumbling because they were never going to serve us uh, where we're going anyway and where we're evolving to the structures were never going to serve us so they burnt to the ground and so we see we're seeing that playing out now and i know that some of you are rather worried you're like oh but you know these corporations and certain people are trying to go back to normal like they did their black square they did this and everyone's just trying to go back to normal don't worry about them Ooh! do not worry about them because god is going to catch their god is going to catch their clot yeah don't worry because 
because these things have, have to happen in waves. It's not like one time block that, you know, it happens and then things change. No, it, 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 it's a thing that will keep happening and they'll realize by fire and by force that they will have to do the things that are permanent in terms of change. But no change, nothing is really permanent. But you get what I mean? They're going to have to put in longer standing things. They're not going to be able to appease us with one little black square or one little I'm realizing and I'm having deep conversations with those around me. We're not going to, you're not going to like buy us off with that nonsense. So don't worry if it looks like things are going back to normal because they cannot go back to normal. There is no normal. Yeah. But people are going to try. They're going to try very hard to push things back to where they're comfortable and where the power lies, but that's not going to work. So we're seeing the star card now because you might have felt the, um, a closer proximity to those things that were happening. So I don't know, maybe you work within the NHS or, you know, maybe you work, you know, if you're listening to this and you're not in England, you work somewhere where you've had a really, really close encounter with everything that's played out in society um, right now. And for that reason, you're having to heal at a different pace to maybe the way that everybody else is healing. Or maybe you had a family member who was affected by, um, you know, virus or just, you know, affected by police brutality. And who hasn't, you know, in terms of black blackness. So you've got a closer proximity to some of the things that have been happening, or maybe it's a case of, you know, you felt that misogynoir on, you know, very, very close to home, whatever it is, you're healing in a different way. After the tower, you've realized that, you know, nothing was serving you the way that it was. And you're worried about the fact that it looks like everybody else is trying to go back to normal. But don't watch them. Face your front. And that facing your front, face within. Go within and understand that you are forever changed by everything that's happened. Whatever other people are doing in this, uh, the pace that they're going at, that's none of your concern. You focus on you and the way that you're moving and that's what's going to get you through things. And the reason that I say that is because the temperance card, so you've got two major arcanas um, as the, um, the situation and the advice. So star card is saying, go within, take the water. You know, in the traditional tarot deck, you see the figure kneeling on the ground. They've got one knee on the ground. They've got one knee in the water and it looks like they're pouring water into water. Yeah. So the reason that you see that is because it's teaching you how to take from the physical realm and give back to your spiritual realm and then vice versa. It's a constant oscillation of energy. You don't stay in one place for you to be able to do the work that you've come here to do. You have to be constantly in a sort of beautiful dance with your environment, the inner environment and the outer environment. You have to be in a constant dance. You can't stay in one place, although you might want to because you're just like, fuck everything that's happening right now that dance has to happen. So the towers happened, everything's burnt down. You're now looking at the ground, you're kneeling at the ground um, and you're thinking about where do we go from here? And I think even when we consider the traditional tarot deck, because I'm using the Collider Dope deck currently and that doesn't have the figure on here, it's got something kind of that looks like an Aurora Borealis on this one. And it's just beautiful and green and serene. But in the traditional deck, that even that um, image of kneeling yeah, how people are co-opting the, um, the image and coming up with different things and how that kneeling image has both been a source of violence and it's also been a source of pushing towards peace in terms of Colin Kaepernick doing it and people who have come before him, you know, um, activists and, and, and um, leaders who have come before him who have taken the knee um, in a form of um, peaceful protest. So that even that imagery of kneeling in and of itself 
um, can can go so many ways. And that just goes to show you that so many things in life, it's not about what it is, it's about how it's used. So you don't have to worry about what other people are doing and think that, oh, but you know, they're trying to make things go back to normal. What are you doing? What are you doing with what you now have? That's what's most important. What do you have and how are you using it? That's what's most important. What they're doing, like if all of us could have gone through this time and they decide that what they want to do is move mad in the way that they were moving mad before, fam, that is their choice. They won't be able to get very far with it. But if you're distracted by what they're doing, you also won't get very far. So that's why the temperance card comes out and the temperance card is in reverse because it's saying that this is something that you do often that you're failing to see almost like the angels around you because again the temperance card you see an image of of an angel so this makes me think of the spiritual realm it makes me think of your spirit guides and and your ancestors basically your 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 soul body the people who are watching your soul family the people who are watching over you constantly they are doing their work they're doing their work to keep you on the right path and remind you of the things that you said you wanted to achieve in this life meanwhile you're looking at everybody else and going but why are they doing that they shouldn't be doing that they should mind your fucking business mind your fucking business yeah your business is what you came here to do what they're doing yes i know that it can impact you and it has impacted you but you really got to just leave them to do what they're doing because eventually what if you find stillness within and you trust in your change you trust in the way that this time has changed you it will play out in the physical realm and whether they like it or not, they will also be impacted positively by the changes that you have been, that you've made within yourself or that you've realized within yourself and everything will play out as it should in the end. But if you keep focusing on what other people are doing, you're going to miss the signs that you asked your spirit family to set out for you when you set out on this task, focus on your task and let other people focus on theirs. In fact, it's like you're sitting down to do a test you know the answers to your test. You studied for this test. Meanwhile, you're looking over at Trevor, who isn't focusing on his test. And in fact, Trevor's playing on his phone and Trevor's ripping up his um, test paper or he's having a chat. And you're like, no, 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 Trevor, you need to do your work. You need to do your work. No, if Trevor doesn't want to do his work right now, Trevor doesn't have to do his work right now. You do your work though, because the time, the test is timed. And when that time runs out, You can't now turn around and say, the reason I didn't finish my paper is because I was looking at what Trevor was doing. Nobody begged you. Absolutely nobody begged you. So do your work. That's all you're being asked to do. You've used this time to heal. You've seen the structures that no longer work. Now you focus and you just do your work and and pay attention to the signs that you asked to be left out for you. So that's pile one. Pile two, um... And I I mentioned this to the patrons this week and it's come back up again. Pile two, um, three of swords. Something's broken your heart. Something's hurt you a lot. And it could be from the day to day. It could be, it could be a relationship. It could be, um, it's always a relationship. We're always in relationship with things, right? But it could be in terms of a romantic relationship, for instance, or a friendship, or it could be work related, but whatever it is, it's happening in the mind and it's affecting your heart because that's how heartbreak happens, right? It's, it's something that you process in your mind and you feel the physical, um, effects of it. So something's happened and you were promised something, and that thing didn't happen the way that you expected it to play out. And it hurt you. And that is understandable. But you need to understand 
um, because this one's a quick one, you know, just a quick one, just a quick one. <laughs> this one's a quick one in terms of this pile. You need to understand in terms of that free or sort energy that you feel, because I also said when I um, did a reading for the uh, patrons on Patreon that um, I, whenever I see through your swords, also sometimes I think about infidelity as well, or the fact that maybe someone got picked over you for something, if it's work related or whatever, but something happened and then you weren't the first choice and that rejection hurts or, you know, whatever it is, it's played out in a way that you feel rejected and you feel less than because you weren't chosen for that thing or for that thing to continue. But again, what you need to understand is that nothing that is yours will ever, ever pass you by. I've said it so many times on this uh, podcast, nothing that is yours will ever pass you by because this card that comes out as the advice is the ace of wands. Everything was meant to play out in this way because for some reason, you are um, propelled and you are inspired when things don't go the way that you expect. And you really shine when people underestimate you. And if you look back on your life at every time, at every point people underestimated you, or even when you underestimated yourself and you never thought that you could make it this far, something has always happened to just whoosh, send you even further and that's what we're finding now and um Aries uh, Mars is in Aries for six months and I'm an Aries rising which is why you always see my warrior type um behavior so I'm an Aries rising and Mars rules Aries yeah so Mars also I compare to for instance because Mars people talk about in terms of war and um I compare it to Shango which is um one of the Orishas one of the deities in Yoruba cosmology right and Shango is amazing because Shango doesn't um Shango has feminine sides and I think that that's where Shango's power also comes from that Shango doesn't is masculine but doesn't ignore the the divine feminine aspect of himself and for that reason he's able to operate in a way that means that he always wins his wars because people look at him and they're like haha look at shango wearing that outfit and shango's like i'm wearing this outfit and i'll still beat your motherfucking ass okay and it's that it's having confidence in the fact that what people perceive you as is none of your business because you get the job done and you always get the job done and you aren't afraid to go to war for the things that you know that you stand by. And sometimes, um, how energies work around you is that they know that if you don't have to go to war for it, you'll actually chill and you'll just let it be. So situations are put around you and in front of you to make you want to, to, to work for that thing because you go further than you would if the thing just landed on your lap. So whatever didn't work for you, whoever didn't realize your worth, whoever underestimated you, that was pretty much part of the plan because now you've got to go out and ride for yourself. You are a one person army. You are the one that needs to fight for you in a, in a world that people don't want to fight you know, they, they don't want to fight for you. And especially if you're listening to this as a black person, you exist in this world or you're a black um, person that uh, identifies as woman or femme in any way, like you're used to a society that doesn't value your, um, your type of femininity, right? So you have to go out and ride for you because if you're waiting for other people to come ride for you time and time again, they're going to show you in one shape or form that they don't think you're worth fighting for. You are worth fighting for. You're the one that needs to go and fight for you. And that's why the ace of wands is here because it is that first wand. It's that first one that's given to you that says like, go ahead, like 
burn this shit up. Like go ahead and light this place up. Um, and only you have the power to do that with your passion, everything. Only you have the power to make that thing happen. So yeah, I guess that that's the um, advice for uh, pile two. Pile three is um, the seven of wands. The seven of wands. So you're steady working. You're minding your business. You're just steady working. You don't want no drama. You don't want no problems. You know, you're just there doing what you need to do. You don't want any wahala and you're taking your time. So in the Kaleidodope deck, we see a figure that's climbing a ladder and the ladder is massive and they're just climbing this ladder and it looks like they're taking their time because we don't see them actually in the motion. But, you know, they're progressing and they're just doing it, you know, as as they will. You're taking your time with this and you should pace yourself because the things that are ahead of you um, are a lot in terms of great things. But then there will be obstacles as well, you know, and especially if we're talking about that um, Mars and Aries energy, you're going to come across um obstacles and then Mars, I think will go retrograde as well. So there's going to be lots of things that um, are happening, but don't be disheartened because you, you'll still get to where you need to get to take your time, take your time. This is your time to not rush. Yeah. Pace yourself. Um, I was saying today to um, Sadiq that I went for a run and I got to eight miles and I was like, oh gosh, I'm tired. Um, but I'm just going to, cause I was meant to do nine miles. So I thought I'm tired. So the last mile, the ninth mile, I'm just going to take it easy and, you know, and just go slow. Then I saw, and I, this often happens to me as a black woman runner. There's always like white guys specifically who want to enter into some kind of thing with me when I'm running. So this guy now comes in, he's like mad close and he's trying to outrun me. And there's some kind of spirit just overtook me. And I was just like, not today, not today, motherfucker. I'm going to show you how I get down. Okay. And suddenly my pace picked up and I ran my fastest um, time in, in that mile, you know, for, for this uh, particular run. And what that showed me was that, oh girl, so you, you had more in you the whole time. And then you wouldn't have brought it out if this kind of situation hadn't taken place. That's what you're going to find. You need to pace yourself, for instance, for the pro, uh, pro, uh, proverbial eight miles. You need to pace yourself and don't let yourself get too tired out because it's going to come a point where you need to pick up that pace. And it's going to come from some kind of like, you know, interaction or some kind of antagonizing situation. You've got to still have energy in the bank to go the extra mile. You've got to have that energy in the bank. So don't wear yourself out now, like going hell for leather because you're going to need it later on. And the advice confirms that because the advice card that comes on top of it is the queen of coins. So literally this is um, for a lot of people to do with career, for instance, or just like your lifestyle or the kind of life you're trying to build for yourself. You need to pace yourself because where you're going, you're going to secure that motherfucking bag. I'm not necessarily talking about in terms of the very, very um, heavy capitalized um, or, you know, capitalist notion of securing the bag. Um, we're talking about something more that it allows you to have the life that you've always wanted, probably a life that you didn't grow up having. So you need to pace yourself because you're going to need that energy to push you, you know, to, to get you over the finish line to where you are that queen of coins. And remember that when you pace yourself in this way, you learn more lessons along the way than re rather than like zooming 
and 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 you going you know super fast and ignoring everything around you because you're expected the reason that you're here doing the things that you're doing right now is because one day you're expected to be a mentor to somebody and i think that that's why it's the queen of coins and not the king of coins for instance you're expected one day to help other people um to find the path or to uh, advise them when they're on their path towards becoming that kind of coin like energy. So if you've missed all the pointers along the way, how can you mentor someone later on when you don't even, you missed half of your lessons. So pay attention right now because there's more for you to do, um, later on. So that's that for all of the cards. How did you get on? What did you go? I went for power two this week <laughs> and I regret it because it was, it was a dragging. It was a serious, <laughs> serious dragging. But um, no, like always, it's always necessary to hear these things. You know, it's just, I think it's also kind of scary as well to be going through something and then you just call it out after you've swapped a few cards around. And I just feel like, it's like, oh my God, like you're actually on point, but no, it's really good. And you know, I really needed to hear that. I think, yeah, it's, it, it's time to, to start working on, on, you know, on my potential and to start like, you know, kind of doing a lot more kind of self-reflection, you know, a bit mm. of what, what do we call it? Introspection. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that pile two was, was necessary. I feel whoever picked pile one, though, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, pile one. <laughs> guys, that's a serious message. And everyone needs to listen to that message. That pile one message was serious. So if you pick that, then please Boy. change your life immediately. <laughs> immediately. That's all I can say. No, pile two um, resonates. Yeah, for me, I think. I don't know. It's weird for me because sometimes I, you know, like when we're setting up and stuff, I don't look at the cards really before. I just yeah. let the message come through. And mm -hmm. I was uh, taking part in Leona Nicole Black's um, community message that she does when you subscribe to her on YouTube. And I asked her a question because she said that she felt unprepared for that particular uh, live that she did. And... Uh, she talked about sometimes when you're destabilized is the way that um, ancestors can talk through you more clearly mm. because you don't know what to expect. So especially when you're a very cerebral kind of person. And mm. I feel that I am that way in some ways, like I can formulate an argument for something in a matter of seconds when I'm talking with somebody, mm. um, which is why I guess I get, you know, on with debates and things like that. So, thinker. right. So when it comes to this, I like to not look at the cards before because I don't want to give my interpretation of what the thing is. I like to let the message come through. And I'm always surprised when I finish saying any, everything like, really? Yeah. Is it a bit like speaking in tongues? Maybe, it might be. Okay. It might be. Yeah. But I don't want to push anybody's head. You know, I like to make them fall on the ground. Oh, you, I, wasn't, I wasn't even expecting that. But I remember yeah. going to church and they're trying to really push my head for me to fall down. And I was like, I don't want to fall. You know, it took me a while to realise that that's how people were falling. Because the, like, you know, them them two fingers that the pastor would use would always be the, so violent. Like, you would push your forehead with them two fingers. You would be on the floor. So, yeah. Holy Ghost fire. Holy, no, the Holy Ghost fire is here, but I don't think they want me to drop on the floor. I just ironed these trousers. <laughs> <laughs> they're Zara trousers why must I fall <laughs> this, is, this is a bit off topic but have you told your listeners about the story about you know when you were laughing at the um, you when, when you were laughing at the cartoon and they locked you in the <laughs> maybe another day but I was I always I tell everyone that story I'm like my sister was living in Nigeria yep. she was watching a cartoon like any kid will be watching yep. 
she giggled at the cartoon. Yeah. They got really concerned and they locked her <laughs> in the church overnight. And I just thought that, that and this is a four or five year old. Yes. A five, yeah, four, probably four, yeah, four <laughs> year old. I shouldn't even laugh. No, but it's wild. I actually wrote that as part of my book proposal uh, when I was discussing <laughs> spirituality. And I had to say like, <laughs> do you not think that that's wild? That the God you serve doesn't like children to have joy. Can you imagine? And then to think about the auntie that did it to you was probably one of the most evil aunties we know. Actually, she was a pastor. God <laughs> rest her soul. Pastor, <laughs> God rest her soul. Please. But you know, I that that stuck with me, and I had to write it as part of like one of the char- chapters for my book proposal. Like I put it in there because I said like this is this is when I started to have to really start to interrogate spirituality and the way that it was being sold to me. Like I sat there, fam. I was watching a TV show. My mum was in London. My dad was just somewhere in Nigeria, you know, working and doing his thing. So I was living with my mum's family, and I'm here watching this TV show, and I laugh at the cartoon as a four year old child would. And she came in and. She's like, yeah! What's it more, Kelechi? What's it more? What's it more? What's it more? As in, they've taken Kelechi. Who has taken me? What spirits have taken me? What's it more? What's it more? What's it more? And then they took me and they kept me in the church. And I can't remember people being there with me, but I'm sure somebody must have been there with so me. Horrible. It was horrible. Sorry. I was abused. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry, but it's just. It's just the imagery of you, like, just innocently laughing at the cartoon and you're just dragged away. Like, you see, you see how they dragged that boy in that, in that recent video where the, 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 the two women are proposing. Yeah. Uh, get, yeah. yeah. Like, literally, that is how... They dragged they me. Dragged I was you. in the church in a matter of minutes, I'm oh, that's sure. that's so sad. And they left oh, me gosh, there. I'm and so she, was, she was an interesting... She was an interesting woman. Yes. So I just looked at Anna and I just thought to myself, like, hmm, so the God that you like doesn't like children to laugh like it's demonic to laugh i mean but you i should have a problem with that but my main issue with her was that when um, mummy would send um sweets from london for my birthday she'd give it to the other kids and she'd be like oh we've got to celebrate their birthday too like we've got to celebrate kemi's birthday not just your own because she'll feel left out i'm sorry (laughs) with all due respect fuck kemi like it's it's my fucking birthday right and you were left out way before i was even came into the picture what are you talking about left out left out and and so i remember my my mum that she'd give should be giving you mask bars. Can you imagine? Given my, my mask bars was going to you. Nah, it will never be fair. Oh, it will no. never be fair. It will never be right. Days for those. No, nah, so on my fifth birthday, I remember like my dad had invited all of his friends and they were having my party, my birthday party in a compound and I was wearing my birthday dress and I had a cake and Kemi was standing right next to me and she also had a cake at my fucking birthday. Can you, oh God. Because she and her also, birthday was way in June, you're in October. Right. But she needed to have a birthday. So she got two birthdays this year. <laughs> because of you. Right. Nah, that that, that, was funny. I that, was funny. that was funny. You're getting really angry about it, and I love it. <laughs> no, that just used to really catch me because I, that, I think that's when I had an issue with like pastors. I'm like the things that you guys do in your day to day lives. I feel, I really think are rather Honestly, evil. So perverse. So you're not going to come and push my head and knock me on the floor and tell me that the Holy Ghost is entering me because the Holy Ghost has always been in me. There we go. So you can leave me alone. Really? But I always find speaking in tongues rather interesting because like. <laughs> can you do it on Duolingo? <laughs> like, can you just select the language? The tongues. I mean, I what I find weird about it is that in my experience, I've always found that the people who speak in tongues kind of 
have the same kind of rhythm or they kind of say the same kind Thing. of words. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't even want to mimic the tongues, boy, because boy, you don't People know what spirits you could be calling know, on. Before you invoke them and yeah. they start knocking shit in your house. I don't house. want any spirit to appear that I did not call for, please. No, leave me but, alone. Um, yeah, no, I just always found that it's just, it's just a bit over the top. You know, they start shaking and stuff like that. And, you know, these are people that in my experience, I was witnessing them doing bad. You know, they were doing a lot of bad. And, you know, they were a lot. And it's always the ones that gossip around the church and stuff. They seem to feel the most impact of the Holy no, no, Spirit. No, that is, you know <laughs> so, what? That is what gets me because I know that God can use anybody, yeah? But, but why is he using you? Because you, you gossip so much. Surely you're tired from the gossiping. Honestly. Can God use somebody else who's a bit rested? Like, <laughs> like, and a bit more responsible. Just responsible with their gifts. But I think that that's what's amazing to me about spirituality. The fact that literally anybody can be used. And that's why I feel so humbled when I do like the tarot readings and stuff. And I actually had a dream the other day and I was telling my partner about it that I saw in my dream that I should start a tarot reading service. And I woke up like, again, a fucking again. <laughs> like, don't you think I'm doing enough? Ancestors, like, why would you, why would you put that in? Why would you put that in my heart? Oh, on top of everything. On top of everything plate. I'm doing, you think that I should now have a tarot service. There are, there's, there's literally people for that. I mean, but I'd like to see it. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see it. I think they might be onto something. So, But that's the thing. I know that they're definitely onto something and they keep dragging me because every time I pull cards for them myself, they're like, oh, babe, it's wonderful that you've had your little pole dance studio and you had all of your fun spinning around the pole. We need you now, though, to get to work and it's spiritual. Ooh. We need you to, you know, to, um, to expand your spiritual practice and be of service to the rest of humanity. Wow. So can I have a G-Wagon? <laughs> And then, silence. <laughs> and then they're silence. And then they silence because they're like, I imagine them looking at each other like, why again did we choose her? <laughs> yeah, like, are you sure it's not too late? Like, can we get somebody else? Because she just, she just doesn't want to behave. But um, yeah, I think that that's the thing that I find most challenging. I definitely feel a strong pull, a strong call to expand my spiritual practice. And I definitely want to advocate more for Yoruba spirituality and to um, uh, talk more about the way that it's been vilified and demonized um, as um, a, a strategy of a white supremacist patriarchy and colonization. I want to talk about that because I don't, like honestly believe that especially as Yoruba people um, or people of the uh, West African diaspora, that our power lies in going back to our original belief system systems because so much resides there i find it wild for instance how people have so much to say about bob risky right mm. oh and they go out their way to say things like he she and blah blah and like you're a dickhead you're a fucking dickhead because in yoruba we don't have um pronouns yes we don't have pronouns don't yeah so if if it wasn't even in the construct of our language that means that we never cared for gender in the way that you man are talking about gender. And at some point our history was disrupted and, and these new things were implemented that then skewed our understanding of each other. Yes. I think a lot of people don't actually realize that trans characters have existed for hundreds Cent of years. Centuries. Literally. Go back to go, go look at the R, go, go read the writing. They have existed there. Yep. And just like you said, there was never, back then, there was never sort of an importance to kind of 
place a title on anything. No. Literally. But and you go back there, you watch the videos of them dancing, you see the guys twerking. Right, really getting in down. Makeup, literally all sorts. So it was... Yeah. And, and that's, I think that that's why um, Spirit made me talk about Shango earlier because mm. Shango is one of the most powerful... God of water, right? God of war, babe. War, war. war. Who, was, who, was, who was water? Who was water? Because I thought Beyonce imitated... Oshun. Oshun's but, Yeah, but she's like specifically, I think, rivers, if I'm not mistaken, because okay. they're different bodies of water. So okay. like you've got um, Yemoja, um, who's the mother of, literally translates to um, Ye, Ye Mamaja. So she's like the mother of fish. And so she's the one that kind of watches over mothers and children. So when I was pregnant with Lev, I would regularly go and meditate by the water. I mean, River Thames is, is just ugly but yeah i would still go and meditate by the bodies of water i'd have white roses around the flat and things like that just to keep her energy close mm -hmm. to me um and and i think that there's something in that so there there are different deities for different things and i just think that when you um interact more with yoruba spirituality you understand so much mm. more like the fact that um, even when you talk about Christianity and Yoruba, for instance, talk about Christianity, they still refer uh, refer to Mary and that is still the most supreme being within Yoruba cosmology. So you've got Mary and then you've got all the other deities that are basically assigned, mm -hmm. you know, specific things that they watch over in nature. Like they're all representations of different aspects of nature, which why which is why I said like some is like water in terms of rivers and then you've got oceans and you've got you know trees and you've got all of these things so they govern different aspects of natural life and then you appeal to whichever one your your life is out of balance with mm -hmm. so if your life is out of balance in this sense that this is the this is who you'd appeal to and the message is usually taken through um either issue i think or elegba like the message is taken through them so there is a messenger to to appeal for you on behalf of, of the gods of the yes, right. and and what I find interesting in that is because um or is genderless, mm. whereas white supremacist patriarchy taught us that God is a man, yeah, a white man, at a that. white man at that, and gave us and compared it to Zeus and all of that. So if we haven't even gone as far as to um, analyze our understandings of who the most supreme being is or what the most supreme being is um, in the universe mm. and we believe it to be male, any interactions that we have with maleness will always mean that we think of ourselves as either lesser than, as, as, as um, you know, femmes or um, as people who identify as women, we'll always see ourselves as lesser than. And and then would you then be surprised if black men then aspired to what white men have if we're saying that they are uh, they are um, seen as a representation of the most supreme being? Mm -hmm. So I just think that that literally the god that we're given um, in um, the kind of um, Abrahamic religions and, and that's shown to us through um, white supremacist patriarchy is an um, um, it's basically a projection of white maleness. Yes, no doubt. And it was literally just a, a, therefore a tool to colonize and to um, enslave and to subjugate. And it worked. And, it, and and you know it worked so well because it's only in 2020 people are questioning white Jesus. Actually. Yeah. So it worked. It worked amazingly. Yeah. And I think to myself, like, I remember, like, you know, obviously we both went to Catholic school, mm -hmm. being in primary school and then just seeing that image. And I just think to myself, 
for some reason, I just never, I felt like I could never disrespect my head teacher because of that image of Jesus. Wow. Not that anyone should have been disrespecting their head teacher in primary school, but it's just. But I, you were, you were, very, of, you were very disrespectful. I was quite disrespectful. I was thinking about it, and it's so random. I was thinking about it when I was running over the bridge today. How, when we went to, was it Christ the King? Where did we go? We went for one of your interviews. Yeah. And the teacher from your high school had sent, um, she, she wasn't even allowed to do that. So I really want to fight her up until today. Him, actually. Him. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to do that. No, who was the one that took your phone? Oh, it was a yeah, it was a exactly. it was a teacher. Yeah, yeah, it was a yeah, woman teacher. She yeah. took your phone. Yeah, and then only when we got to that interview for the college, they were like, "Oh, you got a very bad um re- recommend yeah report from this person." Like they asked them for um what's it a recommendation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she sent over. I find him rude. Yeah. And she said something else, or probably like I was using words that were too big yes. for me at that age or whatnot. Imagine. And it all, it all came down to the fact that I called her incompetent. But yes. I'm not even going to get down to that. I was what, like 15? But she was incompetent. She, she was incompetent. She, she took my phone, your and, lost phone it. and lost your phone. Right. So that's incompetent. And she, but imagine that as a black boy. I didn't think about that until now. Now I'm re angry. Thanks. <laughs> well, you did it to me. <laughs> Thank so. you. I'm re angry about that. <laughs> Because that, I really wanted to go to Christ the King, you know? Yeah. But I was I just remember both of us sitting there, like me going with you as the responsible haha adult. <laughs> and we're both sitting there like, what? what? And I had to call the school and I was just like, what did you say about my brother? Yeah. That and was... it's only then that they told me that she, that, that's how much she was gunning for you. To, that's how much she was gunning, gunning for you. That's how much the incompetent statement hurt her. Yes. That she went and wrote, because you're legally not even allowed to, to do, do that. that. You just say you don't want to give a statement. Yes. But I then, should go back to that actually. Wow. Well. Miss Mitchell, you're in trouble. Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to your tape. <laughs> Welcome to your tape. You are in trouble, Miss Mitchell. I cannot believe you did that. So, as a black boy, you're not allowed to use big words. Nope. No. You were doing too much. That's why she found it extra insulting because I was like, how dare you know the meaning of incompetent? (laughs) And then use it so perfectly and apply it to a situation that it's relevant to. You confiscated my phone and then you lost Lost it. No, no. Anyways. So I, I just, you know, I, that came to my mind today when I was running over the bridge, actually. I just thought to myself, like, rah, as black students, we've really been up against mm-hmm. the law mm-hmm. in, in very, like, what might appear to be small ways and really, really big ways. But me having to then go back to that um, school and then explaining it to mummy as well, like, this is wild. And mummy being like, yeah, okay, let you go and deal with them. <laughs> and I was just like, so I, I had to let the, um, Christ the King know that now nah, you fucked up yeah. by even taking that on yeah. and, and really dealing I with her. I didn't notice that it was different, much different to all the other recommendations Ex- you've gotten. Exactly. Right. And she was a white woman? No, Jamaican black woman. Oh, so we've got a fight. With, we've yeah. got a fight. Yeah, we do, but yeah, there's there's it's a lot more it was a lot more political than it actually was because the white men were backing her. Wow, they were really, 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 really backing her. But yeah, that was. I'm surprised she moved like that because yeah. I, I I just you'd know better as a black woman. That's why I was so surprised. Think so. I think even I when think I was we dealing to her with now her about it, she would she would probably have a different opinion now about it now probably. If we yeah, about it, yeah. But that's the thing. I was really dealing with her that time via emails and everything as if she were a white woman. I didn't actually know mm-hmm. who I was talking to, but I had to bat her up. She was operating as one in that situation yeah so an agent we, of white supremacy there so go. there we so go we'll with you as- because if you lost my phone i have the right to call you incompetent yes and it's really that simple but then again we think about the what black women are usually told about themselves it gets so complex but you shouldn't have lost my phone yeah that's just where it stops yeah just you shouldn't have lost the phone if you're going to confiscate it put it in the put it in the drawer or something leave it there keep it safe but why did you how, how are you going to come back to me and tell me oh you lost the phone a phone that my mum paid 300 and you know it was their Nokia N95s at the time Ooh. and none of them broke boys that I was going to school with had any of that 
So it was like, <laughs> no, no, they were all broke. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so it pissed me off even more that I was the only one that had that phone and it was taken away from me. No. Nah, fucked. But the, I don't even know how we got there, but we'll go to yeah. um, Magnificence yeah. then. Let's jump in because I know these these uh, baby boys will be back soon enough. Okay, so yeah. Um, so, Shay and Magnificence, we're going to just do a couple of letters because I know that you sent me so much. And to all the people who sent me lots of things, don't worry if I don't get to read it straight away. I've got so many emails. I'll work to it eventually so let's start with this one it really helps if you make the title what the thing is like Shea Magnificent so you matter so I know when I'm working through them um so this one says dear Kelechi I hope this email finds you well firstly a huge thank you for being unapologetically you and putting your heart and soul into the SYM podcast it is truly outstanding I'm writing to nominate my younger sisters Jess and Pris for the Shea Magnificent segment of the show in this current climate of racial awareness there are a lot of people doing tomfoolery uh, but there are even more people standing up to uh, to do amazing things my sister Jess Nash is the co-founder of We Are Here alongside Erin Annika. It is an artist-run platform for BME women and non-binary individuals birthed during the conversations around Brexit and immigration. With workshops, exhibitions and events being cancelled due to Rona, We Are Here, WAH, made a call out to give away £1,000 of art materials to 10 black creatives, enabling them to create during this period. I love all that We Are Here stand for and what they do to create space, champion creativity and tell racist societies that we are here to stay. Uh, They are truly magnificent. My second nomination is for my youngest sister, Pris. She's a portrait model in her spare time. But due to Rona, her sessions have been taking place via Zoom. As is the custom on Zoom sessions, she runs through lighting and set up with the organiser before the start time. Well, a few weeks ago, before the session started, the organiser asked Pris whether she would like to say any words or in light of the current situation. Pause. Of course, she was only requested to do this as a black woman, but little did this organiser know that she was in for uh, what she was in for. Pris laid it thick and freely, spoke about... Um, how emotionally draining it was having white people ask a black woman to explain things that have been mapped out from time. In a nutshell, she said, why are you now choosing to see racial inequality when it has likely been happening in your workplaces and friendship circles already? Why are you asking me to speak on something you should know about? If you want to be educated, here's a book, here's a podcast. Don't waste people's time and expect them to educate you about your racist mindset. Go on your own self-discovery and put it into action. She then dropped her PayPal link and said that her education was not free. Side note, she would usually share this link for those um, that want uh, that wish to send tips for the portrait session. But in that moment, she said she channeled Kalechi's no fee, no me mantra. Yes, oh, <laughs> yes Pris. Pris was thanked for her powerful speech and received 200 pounds tips um, in tips that day. Should have been more, but should have been more, but you know, we're happy. Chris did the damn thing. Yes. I'm so, so proud of my sisters for proudly standing in their skin and using their influence, knowledge, wisdom, and experiences for good. I celebrate them as magnificent black women. Thank you for taking time to read this letter. Blessings on you and your household with love, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy love. Uh, So that's wonderful. Two slaps on all of your chests. Like, wow. I'm very bold to have just dropped that PayPal link, but I love it. I live for the run me my rascal. 
check. Please. Since you wanted all this knowledge. Since you want all of it. <sighs> Jess and Pris, big up yourselves. You're, you're doing what needs to be done. Continue. Like, we are here. It's wonderful. And Pris, with your life modeling, you're doing the damn thing. Like, I, I really think that that's something to note during this time. I am actively and aggressively avoiding white people during this time on social media, everything. Even one of... um my friends who is white managed to catch up with me the other day and it was just like oh I just wanted to get your thoughts on black lives matter and this and that and I was just had to be like no no it's not getting my thoughts we're not because we're not it's not if you were getting my thoughts we'd be on equal footing we'd be on equal understanding of issues already you don't even have the base level of understanding so you it's not now that i'll be explaining something to you i'm basically giving you a free education right. class like and going out of your way to expel energy to repeat things that she has ignored for oh for years like and, no. and 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 i have to say the same thing to even people who feel like they know me or are close to me fam the fucking podcast is there like if you want to ask anything if you want to know my views of anything it's literally there go and listen, listen to it to it like it's not that hard. it's really not but people always want to kind of find a shortcut well i know her so i'm just going to message her or call her and see if i can ask her no don't ask me anything so I'm, I'm just actively vo- avoiding people. Um, people are like, oh, do you want to go for a walk? Do you want to go for coffee? I don't want to go for anything. I don't want to go for anything. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk. You can send me money. You can always, you send, can me always money. send me you money. You can always, always send me There's never going to be a time that you go and send me money and it's not going to work. I'm like, oh, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? And actually, big up all of the people who have signed up on Patreon and big up all the people who have sent me love donations and via PayPal and things like that. I really, really appreciate you and you're making me work um, on myself and um, being receptive to being gifted things because it feels so weird. And I just almost want to say like, oh, I don't need it. I'm fine. And But I really like that you're making me understand that if people want to give to you you should be open to receiving things and and not giving it away either so what i tend to do is to sidestep or um feelings that i have around my kind of relationship with um receiving help i often take the money that people give me and then i go and give it to other people and i brought it up i was talking with my therapist about it the other day um emma big up yourself and well she doesn't listen to the podcast she says she doesn't listen for um professional reasons but anyway big up emma she's on ineedtherapy.co.uk or you can follow her on at therapy button is her name on instagram and i've posted about her the other day if you're going to ask me about her details in a few weeks time, rewind this episode just now and take the details down. Don't stop messaging me to ask. Oh, you mentioned it like 59 million years ago. Can I get the details, please? <laughs> I've just told you. So write it down in this moment and don't ask me nonsense questions. But I was talking to Emma about it and uh, I just said flippantly. Oh, so then this came in and I went and started looking for people to give it to. And she was like, why didn't you hold on to it? I said, oh, because, you know, I just, you know, a blessing isn't a blessing unless it's shared. She was like, no, but people gave it to you. Why do you, why are you? giving it to other people and then it made me really think about growing up and the fact that even if you had a little something you know like you get paid from work and mummy would be like so so you're going to where's the percentage (laughs) (laughs) where is the percentage oh you're going to just spend that on yourself you're going to go on holidays and you're going to enjoy yourself when i'm here when i'm here like a serial (laughs) like she will make you feel so bad for spending money that you have earned oh and i had to realize that i never divorced that mindset Mm -hmm. so basically i do it out of guilt like oh if someone gives me something i've I've got to especially if it's monetary i have to go and give it away as soon as possible if you feel like you didn't earn it yes 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 and 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 
that's the word that I use. And Emma was like, you did, mm. you you have. And you've always been. And, right, so don't stop, just try. Whenever it wants to come up, take a moment and see if you just sit with that mm-hmm. and let people do things for you. Are you running away to give it away? So then if people turn around it and go, and I gave you this, you could be like, well, I gave it away because you're scared of what feeling the beholden to people. Mm-hmm. You have to sit down and really question why you keep doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's been a massive thing. So you're all helping me learn in that way. So thank you for that. Basically, I just wanted to share that with you. So that's that letter. And oh, we've got another one here and it says here, good morning. Well, it's not good morning, but yeah. I always say, sorry, just before you go on, I always say to people that that's like, obviously no shade, but never start with good morning or good afternoon. You never know when the person's going to open the email. Okay. Hello, hi is always the best. See, we, I prefer I that. Or I, dear. I don't, I don't like dear. It's very, it's very formal. formal. Yeah. So I, I just I usually say hello. hello. Yeah, yeah. I always I, say, hello. I always say hello. Yeah. And I say their name. Whenever I'm dealing with people in a business capacity, even if we're boys, even if we're brethren, the moment I'm talking to you about anything to do with business, I always switch up and I always call you by your name. Yes. I don't like doing babe and hun and love. I just don't tend to do it if I know it's a business thing, I because that. I think that sometimes the lines become blurred and like because it's not being treated as a business thing or like a transactional thing people become a bit lax yes i totally get that and then and then and then things just don't go the way that you want and then you've got to then keep thinking oh but you know we're cool so i can't really call out the fact that i'm not comfortable no, with business this. is business yeah when, when, when we are on email there will be no slang there'll be no what's <laughs> good <laughs> literally we will be professional so yeah so yeah so that's a, actually a, a great point I'll keep it. I'll keep it. So good morning, Kalechi. I wanted to drop you an email to say, hi, thank you. How are you? And please continue to protect your space unapologetically. Secondly, I've gone back to listen to your podcast in order and one of your early episodes. And you said you wanted to hear more about what we were proud of doing. I completely agree that we should all be standing in our truth always. As a blogger and storyteller, it's what I've focused on doing since starting to write again early this um, early last year following the birth of my son in 2018. Anyway, I come from a beautiful family and although I have one sister, I also recognise my maternal cousins as siblings. Our bond and love is untouchable and throughout our individual lives, we are certain that our mag- magnificence most definitely um, can most definitely be credited to our grandmother, Queenie. As I'm sure has been the case in many black families in recent weeks, the conversation has focused on arming ourselves with even greater knowledge of our history and figuring out how to take affirmative action to create change. I feel like the burden of racism and changing the attitudes they were rece- they were receiving daily was perhaps too heavy and detrimental to our parents' growth in the generation before us, steeped in the idea that they just had to be strong and get on with um, get on with it. Perhaps that's how it was written in order for us as their children to take that pain and use it as absolute force to write a new narrative in doing that i just want to big up my sister the best reiki healer and crystal therapist ever that pulled together all the powerful black females in our family to do some prayer work in the last few weeks that i believe will be instrumental for the progress of black people We also decided as cousins to record a podcast episode and share our collective experiences of racism in the UK and US. I decided to deliver mine in the form of spoken word, which I've been told uh, by people that they really found it powerful. So I'm taking that and bigging myself up and my family up. 
Warning, some of our experiences may be triggering as we certainly had to hold it down whilst listening to each other's stories. Anyway, my younger cousin already has a platform and has been putting in work on her podcast for some time. So we released it there. If you'd like to listen to the episode, you can find it here. Uh, congratulations on your 100th episode. I see you and support you. Have a good day, Dion. Thank you, Dion. So um, I'll um, add that link to um, the show as well. So let me just make sure that I save that to make sure I do that. Her and her sister do the crystal. Her sister does the crystal and the Reiki healing. I've always wanted to try that, but I'm always funny about people being in my space. But I I would like to actually try that. Um, Is it hands on? Hands away. So they're giving you their energy. So their hand just hovers like over you. I know that people are doing remote Reiki sessions as well, where they basically just focus their energy on sending you healing vibes. And I tend to do that before I go to bed or sometimes in the morning. I just, um, well, usually in the morning I send out, like I think of specific people in my family and I just send them all of my vibes. Yeah. And at night I call back my energy from places. Maybe it shouldn't have been, maybe someone annoyed me and now they're holding on to some of my energy and things like that. Mm. I call back my energy. I get that. See, I always tell people I'm living on borrowed vibes. (laughs) (laughs) I truly truly believe that the vibes, what you're sending me and maybe what mum's sending me, I'm living on that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just a walking vibe. Legit. No, but it has to be the way. I think a lot of us are living on borrowed vibes. Like you want people to send you that mm. and, and make you feel good. So um, where's this? I've got another Shea Magnificence nomination. Good day to you, Kalechi. And may you continue to have good days. The pod is giving me life. And I can't tell you how much it tickles me to hear your you your siblings riff, you and your sibling riff and banter back and forth as Aww. a team. Things get did get eerie when I was listening to the pod and scrolling through the gram when I came across your tweets about Michaela Cole. I hope I spelled that right. You did. And then not long after you got onto the topic on your podcast. I can't call it eerie. And while the timing was interesting, let me calm down and call it coincidence. Not to discount the spirit, but I've got to remain grounded. But I digress. I want to nominate for Share Your Magnificence, former Nigerian footballer, fashion designer and personal trainer, Chichi Ibo um, on Insta called um, Chi Field. She made a video for BBC News Pigeon about the sort of abuse she received for being a black Nigerian female bodybuilder. She talks about how people stare at her, those who discount her femininity, examine her sexuality or question her gender she talks about how her father discounted her ability to be a person of significance with that as a motivator she proved him wrong like we said today in empire war two um uh what did she say here both he and she were lucky enough to have an opportunity for those words to be taken back before he passed away i'm wowed by her apparently unquenchable resilience for one who has been bullied on the internet since 2011 and finishes with telling folks to open their mind instead of using social media to troll attack and browbeat folks Calling out the social media bullies as murderers and I cannot see the lie. She seems to be cool to me. Yes, that's it from me. May the spirit continue to guide and move you. I wanted to say bless, but bless seemed too passive. We need movement up in this bitch. Pardon my French. To you and yours, Anonymous. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Anonymous. Oh, 
I need to stop doing that. Whenever I read a letter from anonymous, I always go, I wanna know, I wanna know <laughs> your, your name. But you gotta be anonymous. Gotta be anonymous. You are a library, you know. <laughs> You're legit a song library. And I think you get that from mum. You know, that's how we just say one word and she will break out into a song. But the thing is, you, haven't finished, you haven't finished telling the story and then she'll still carry on singing the song. She'll sing it over you. She'll just sing it over you and it could be any story. She'll sing that song over you. You could have had the most traumatic experience. She picks out one word from the traumatic story that you're telling and she's like, who is like unto thee? Oh, oh Lord. And you're like, and then they smash my Smiling. head. And she'll just get louder. Who is like unto thee? No, I think it's a talent. You should literally put in your bio that you are able to come up with a song. Give me, give me your word. I will come up with a song. I've got a song for I would love it. to see you on Terrell. I don't know if you know this guy's from America. Terrell on YouTube. He does like a word song association. Oh. So it gives you a word and you just sing sing it. Your friend Cynthia was on it as well. I think I saw that clip of her. Yeah, yeah. She, it was, it's good. It's really good. You should oh. go on it. You'll be fantastic. And he should let me come. I, I need to be on more American bits. I feel like that's what I need to do because sometimes I vibe with their energy. So mm. I need to do that. But thank you, Anonymous. Um, and yeah, you know, big up yourself. Big up yourself, Chichi um, Ibo. Um, big up yourself that you're doing what you're doing because it's. I was talking about this on Instagram the other day and it really annoyed me that a woman then sent me a message talking about, I'm so disappointed in you. What do you mean cis gendered? What do you mean woman with an X? You know, women are actually being you know endangered why are we talking and, and including other people in the narrative if you don't go and suck your mum you fucking dickhead oh. do you not even understand that as black women and I've said this on a podcast before white womanhood as we know it in western society was solely created for white women yeah and notice how the goalpost shifts all of the time remember when white women um, when we used to watch films were obsessed with their bum does my bum look does my butt look big in this and they'd be wearing their flat flat pants and their bum would just be flat like pancake there <laughs> And it'll just be flat. And that was their focus. They'd wear their dresses and they legit wanted the back of it to be flat. Flat, like literally ironing board. Oh! Mm-hmm. And even then I used to watch it and I'm just like, what are you doing? Why do you want to live this way? Why do you want an elongated back? <laughs> Long back. So I just thought, I used to think, why is that? And so therefore all the clothes that then were created in fashion was created with that in the mind to make the bum look smaller. So then I'm wondering, oh, am I a whale? Because I can't fit into this thing that's meant to be my legend size mm-hmm. but no it's been fitted to, to 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 fit you and then now those are things are changing and then you want to get butt lifts and you want to do this and you want to do that so to me it's just been rather odd but anyway when we look at the uh, how womanhood and the construct of womanhood and how it plays out in western society it was only ever meant to serve um um white men it was not really meant to serve white women it was meant to serve white men it was meant to give them something to fight for and to defend in order to justify patriarchy and to justify subjugating other people um stealing from other people going to war basically it gave them a reason for war and it got, gave them a reason to steal because they were fighting for um the white woman's virtue so they had to create that around white women and for some reason some a lot of white women are high off their own supply so they they really believe that you know this yeah they they believe that this is done in their name and they believe that they should be defended and protected and you need to ask yourself from what because you man are the one that do most of the damage so who are you being like defended from and protected from and the same sentiment extended towards um black men as well yeah not all black men are gonna rape you this and this all of that and they started mistreating well they've been mistreating black men for ages but you know they started putting things in place 
to keep white women safe from these black men rapists that were non-existent. Right. And that's why I've talked about it on a podcast, one of the episodes when one white woman actually dreamt up, she, she'd been moving mad for days and then she, she disappeared on her boyfriend and she came back and she said, oh, she'd been raped and, and beaten, raped repeatedly. No, raped repeatedly by, um, by, um, four or five black men. I think she said, and then they realized that actually she just made the whole story up and she was just in the woods and beat herself up in the woods. And there was no black men anywhere near by and then obviously we know about Emmett Till and there's been numerous stories of white women just imagining that things have happened and and it's based on all the black men or these Asian men or they're going to come and take our women they're going to disrespect our women they're going to defile our women and people buying into that Mm -hmm. Uh, and so that's why it's damaging and it's meant to be um, antagonistic in nature um womanhood as it's presented to us in a western sense it's meant to be antagonistic it's meant to keep other people out it's constantly meant to cause conflict to be like this is pure and you're not so we can do whatever we like to you so in that vein black women it's um it's an impossibility really for black women to fit within that narrative because it wasn't ever constructed to fit us in so when you talk about representation politics where do you want to be represented in 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 a dynamic that wouldn't serve you because historically that dynamic is what harmed you so when people say things like oh you look like a man like i've had before especially when i was lifting more and things like that it would really upset me then i just thought but what are we basing this on who who is woman who is woman that i'm you know in conflict with because that image doesn't even speak to me anyway so i don't care so when i was explaining this on instagram to see that one woman felt the need to come and jump in my mentions talking about i don't what is cis what is if you don't know what cisgendered is you're you're not equipped for this conversation i don't even know how you find my page and (laughs) and that's what annoys me i see that one of my followers follows her and i sometimes i get tempted especially when i see that it's one person i get tempted to be like you see your mad friend don't ever because i feel like they found me through you don't ever send them to my fucking page again don't but yeah so i'm glad that those conversations are happening so thank you anonymous for that did you send me oh he said he forgot something um oh apologies um i was going to add the link to the video in case you wanted to watch it so i'll um, add that link as well so i think that that should do for share your magnificence even though i'm sure i've got so many more but i will go through them next week so let's go to so you mad because things be happening so first letter on so you mad that i'm gonna go with is this one it says hi kalechi um my so you mad nomination goes out to the students at my school i'm a 17 year old white girl from cape town south africa and i attend a model c catholic private school where if one looks at the demographics about 95 percent of the students are white the school shoves their racism under the rug and covers it up by saying we were the first school in the country to offer black students a place during apartheid people look in, Af- in africa <laughs> they're, 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 they're proud anyways i don't this. I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked. <laughs> People love that, but we abolished slavery. No, you, no, you didn't. didn't. You didn't. You didn't. But okay. But the reality is, it's just gone downhill from there. My reason for this letter is to say a massive fuck you to the ch- girls at my school who belittled one of our black history teachers. The history teacher is one of two black teachers in the school. She recently joined the school at the start of 2020, coming from a school where all of her students attained an, av- an A average at the end of their high school education. In light of the Black Lives Matter movement, it has come up that girls in my school belittle her and invalidate her because she has a Shona accent. She 
she's originally from Zimbabwe. They claim that they can't understand her because English isn't her first language, but they but they can somehow understand what the French teacher, her first language being French, is saying. I'm not in any of the history classes, but I've been told that when one of the students tells them to stop, they are shunned and not included in classroom conversations by these white girls. This fuckery happens all over private schools in South Africa and no one is called out. So I'd like to say fuck you to every school in South Africa. You blatantly ignore racism and this fuckery. Thanks for taking the time out to read my letter. You have changed my life in so many ways. Anonymous, another anonymous. Thank you. I'm just, I think I've always known anyways. I think me and you, we both kind of had this kind of thing about South Africa. Yeah. I've just, it just, it just doesn't feel right. I know mm. it sounds crazy. I know we've got South African listeners. It just doesn't feel right. You know, when I look at how history has unfolded yeah. in that country. And for them to, for, for her to pretty much say that they are proud to be the first school in Africa. Yeah. That accepted black students makes my belly turn a bit yeah it does like you lot i know it sounds crazy but if you're white in south africa you're not african you're not and it's sounds... same way that if i lived in a garage i couldn't ever be a car no matter how much <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much how long i stayed in the garage i would not ever be a be car exactly and i think that's what the white south africans have such a hard issue like, they've got like you arrived and you said okay this is afrikaans and it's just spicy dutch yeah that's pretty much <laughs> what you did and you arrived from germany you arrived from all of these places right and they don't want to they don't want to acknowledge that i've spoken to white south africans before you are they identify as african and it's so very problematic it's displaced it, it's it really displaces me because i'm just like okay but if you're going to do that can we talk about the very very real history very recent history of your arrival and it's like oh but i just think that that's divisive like why would we talk about that because i've grown up here i was born here that's all i've ever known it doesn't matter if you've grown up here and that's all you've ever known fam we address what we need to address and the fact is that all of this is actually mad and it's very very wild and it's a really good point that you raise here anonymous about um the teacher like you guys can understand the french teacher but you don't but you're struggling to under but you you said you're african though you said you're struggling to understand the zimbabwe on your continent but you can understand a french person can you not see how what how your madness is playing out about how it is over hair you know when if you give them a russian name they will oh my yeah, god they yeah. will pronounce that russian name amazingly yeah if you if you give them an evil name it's like oh gosh can i can i call you chris my eyes are crossing just looking at the letters <laughs> <laughs> honestly my eyes are crossing just looking at the letters there's so many of them so, so many vowels <laughs> even even to think that the students even feel the white students even feel comfortable enough to, of course. In, to bully of a black course. teacher of course <laughs> because and it's the fact that they understand how that power dynamic works but if that teacher was to ever just raise her voice slightly they'll say that it was racism they'll say that she's going to kill them in the middle of the night they'll say all sorts of things so i to me it's just it's something that i really really struggle to get my head around it really blows my mind um oh another one from a south african here we go Hi Kalechi, I hope you are continuing to hold space for yourself during the world through the world's fuckery. My letter is for oh, my letter is for Share Your Magnificence and my nomination is you. I'm a 21-year-old independent South African baby girl. Sometimes life gets overwhelming because I don't have the traditional family support and stability in my life. Your podcast keeps me going, whether if it's uh, doing so by the many laughs I get through your episode, the things that I learn, or how inspired I am by your existence. 
A few weeks ago, I was in a depressive episode. I was greeted each morning by the news of black deaths and overall fuckery. I felt many things, but didn't have the energy to verbalize them. After reading your article on Black Ballad on how anger can be a liberating emotion for black women, it was time for me to crack my knuckles and play some lofi. Okay. Um, I went on um, my university overhead page, um, overheard page and decided to let the white people have it for organizing a Black Lives Matter protest and all the other nonsense they were saying. This led to an editor of a local newspaper contacting me to write an article about what I had wanted, what I wanted in relation to the current social and economic climate. After I wrote it, she referred it to be posted on the national newspaper instead of the local one. If it wasn't for your Black Ballad article, all of this would have never happened. As I'm an immigrant, I've assimilated in the UK to the point of losing my own cultural identity at times witnessing the effects of post-apartheid and how black people were treated in their own country by white people i've sat on this anger for a while it felt so liberating letting it out and now i'll never not see anger as a valid emotion for myself as a black woman thank you for all the work that you do i know at times when the pigeons come to your tl or at you it may it may seem like all of the work that you do for the community goes unnoticed by said communities but all your baby girls boys non-binaries appreciate it and implement your advice in our lives. I'd also like to say a huge suck your mum. See, I knew it wasldn't just fully. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> she had to get in there. I, I, knew, I knew there was a reason that I'd flagged this. Um I'd also like to say a huge suck your mum to all the grown white men and grown people of colour men coming for me because of my article. I'm not sure why they think I would care because white people have consistently shown us the nature of their unwashed asses for years now. Frankly, the Tom foolish behaviour you and your lineage has displayed has come at no surprise to me because you haven't progressed or evolved past your ignorance. I don't care what um, insults you hurl at me. They are unoriginal, like your pickup lines after a few pints when you decide that black lives do matter by coming to me and telling me that you've never been with a hot chocolate mocha dairy milk goddess before oh, that's a lot of dairy that's <laughs> not that's a lot anyway Kalechi, here are your virtual flowers and i hope you get many more uh, and she puts lots of rose emojis thank you I've also linked the article below if you want to read it. Stay gorgeous, radiant, beautiful, amazing, intelligent, and everything in between. Love you lot. P.S. I bought and read Wild Seed because of you and can totally see you playing Anyanwu um, yes, now. Yes, we've been talking about that for time. Manifesting it for you. Fam, I I don't know what direction um, Viola Davis and um, um, Wanuri and um, uh, what's it, Inedi or Carrefour, I don't know the direction that they want to go, but that direction should be me for that protagonist. I'm really, I know that there are other wonderful actors out there and I celebrate you, but that fucking role is mine. I'm so, I just have to let you know. And I'm not sorry. I was going to say, and I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) That role is fucking mine. And I will lobby Viola Davis until I get it. (laughs) I will tag you in every post. you in every monologue you will so up me. big up yourself Hodan actually for doing that I was so humbled the other day Hodan really made this whole post and she was like Viola look Aww. no thank you so much but no thank you so much for this and I'm going to share that link um, to your article because it's interesting to see the different experiences and we're talking about South Africans you know just now mm-hmm. to see those different experiences like one being very much visceral and somebody else looking on and commenting and, and I appreciate that you're there calling it out as the anonymous um, white person and I also uh, appreciate hearing the black woman go actually I agree that this is fucked yeah. um, because we all need to see it to be able to kind of do something about it otherwise it will just continue to run and it's tiring 
absolutely tiring. So I think that this will be the last uh, So You Mad says here, dear Kalechi, I want to begin by saying thank you. Thank you for the wisdom that you share and for being the inspiring woman that you are. You truly are the ultimate baby girl. Thank you. In the past, I've been afraid of repeatedly speaking on issues I feel passionately about in the fear of being labeled the angry black woman. But I recently saw something you posted on Instagram, which made me realize I am entitled to my anger, which has really helped me say my mind and put a few white people in line now that many are becoming woke with many also not realizing the depth of this conversation which I tend to find frustrating I also want to apologize for the length of this letter in hindsight I'm a 16 year I'm a 16 year old black girl from Brighton yes the very liberal city filled with far too many cafes and far too many vegans I can't really make fun of them though I am one just not the type to conflate eating chicken with racism thank you love her (laughs) saying that though coming off subject really quickly I saw a post the other day that people tagged me and I don't know why they keep fucking tagging me and things but Uh, But I actually saw this post and um, it was about veganism and the uh, colonization of veganism that there are actually statistically more vegans in the world that are black as opposed to white people. But who is the loudest with their fuckery? White people. So it just goes to show like you enter a place, you haven't even been there five minutes and then you just want to just want to take over and then fuck shit up. Yeah, there was a quick story about um, white people reported given um, an Atlanta a vegan restaurant in Atlanta, one star, mm-hmm. and it was called Slutty Vegan, and bare white people were doing it. So, like, everyone was telling everyone, like, no, go onto the site and give them good reviews. Like, yeah. they don't understand why they were doing that. But again, know, they do that, but then the they're the only vegan restaurant in Atlanta, and then you're going to go and you're going to go give them one star and they're black owned. That's why they're doing it. Because what, they didn't acquiesce to your fuckery. So it's mad. And then there's another white place called Thug Kitchen. It's funny how you can take, you can take uh, these things and co-op these things. But when um, it's time for other people to enjoy what they're doing, no, 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 don't let them do that. So anyway, uh, go to here. It says, um, I discovered you on the show that shall not be named. (laughs) (laughs) And have been following you since 2018, but never delved into your podcast because I didn't really know how podcasts worked in all honesty. On Instagram, I would watch your stories and feel enlightened by the fact that there was a black woman out there doing her thing unapologetically, which inspired me as I ventured predominantly um, into white spaces in my daily life and would um, often become overwhelmed with that. You were a breath, a breath of fresh air. March was a confusing time as I, as I adjusted to the drastic change of plan. No more GCSEs because Coro Coro wanted to take sta- a center stage. Uh, May however, really did a number on me with all that was going on in America and some of the stuff that you spoke about in episode 88, things I had heard about on the internet, I became inundated with worries and fear and found it hard to process my emotions. I've also been on a bit of a roller coaster with my faith since last year and have been a bit distant from God in spirit, despite being more active in church. I think that's interesting. I didn't know where to go to and just felt lost and still do currently to be honest i needed an escape from my monotonous days of overthinking i watched your live stream on instagram where you checked on your followers and i felt inclined to give the podcast a listen but from the very beginning because i know the rules no silly questions that have already been answered i had found my escape i couldn't really listen to music as i then became riddled with guilt when i did so i felt because i was so far away from the burst of outrage physically that i couldn't try to find peace when others literally couldn't it made me feel as though i was selfish 
selfish if I did. My whole day would be centered around listening to your podcast. I would blast this in a shower, hoping the distance suck your mum wouldn't get picked up by my mum's Skype meeting. I would let the occasional suck your mum slip out when ranting about Boris to my mum, to which she would reply, so you've been listening to Kelechi. With a a smile on her face. Oh, household name. I just find it so... (laughs) I I just find it so relieving knowing that there is someone... um, someone articulating so perfectly what I cannot put into words but feel so passionately I must admit though despite not fully dismissing the tarot I wouldn't pay it much attention at the beginning mainly because I thought the ones closer to the date when I was listening would probably hit harder probably is not the correct word from episode 88 the tarot proceeded to drag me with diligence but hit exceptionally hard when you started doing three piles the episode where you mentioned sulking and being allowed to have joy somehow gave me a full on spiritual backhand and put me in my place it made me realise that yes the world is going through a lot right now but i can still find some sort of joy despite the chaos and it was also um, it also made me aware that this is so much bigger than me and my ego which was hard to hear at first and so i intentionally seek joy there was a letter you read where the person had somewhat given themselves their own advice which forced me to look at my own situation and not expect you to solve it for me if I could figure out most of what to do I was planning on learning about my um, myself untaught history and spirituality before everything happened but got stuck in a bit of a low place I'm getting back to learning but also with your most recent tarot reading in mind I'm learning to not expect the process to be quick which is something I tend to do far too often without your podcast I would be far beyond lost right now. Not to say that I'm not having any more dark or negative thoughts, which I usually just allow and say that I'm just being realistic, but I know now from your wise words to do what I can. Thank you for creating something so powerful that I will forever be grateful for. If this counts as a share your magnificence, then it's rather obviously you um, as you continue to empower those around you on your own terms while simultaneously navigating through your own life. You are so magnificent. Thank you, P. I don't know how I muddled everything up, so that should have been in the magnificence, but it's there Either now. Way, yeah. Yeah. I think that that's interesting though, because I think about that in terms of spiritual, how um, she says that her spirituality feels like it's lessened the more she's gone to church. Yeah, and that she was more active at church, but somehow more distant from God. Yes. That was very interesting. And I think that that's it for a lot of people. A lot of Christians. Yes. I, I think that I've witnessed it so much throughout the years that I feel like some people go to church to worship the pastor, not to convene with oh, God. We see that, especially, and you see it more through these youth churches, like Spark yeah. Nation, yeah, all of that. Like you, you understand that, like people don't know who they're praising anymore. And no. They don't know what they're chasing. So I'm really glad you said that. I really hope people kind of open their eyes. Like, look, it's okay to be a believer, but do like you know, if you believe in what you believe in, do you get what I mean? Don't yeah. don't keep one foot in and another another foot out. Yeah, and I think that the God that I believe in wouldn't be as judgmental as you men are. Like, oh, but it says in the Bible that you know Sodom and Gomorrah. Fuck off, fuck off. I, and and I really think that some of you need to go and sit down and really read the Bible for yourselves because the interpretations that you're taking um, as just like fact, you'll find that when you actually go and read it for yourself, something else speaks to thought. you. Something else speaks to you, honestly, because the God that is presented to you, it seems like a human, not not actual God. Is you're being presented with a human that does the 
fuckery that you do and and you need to understand where that stops and then there's so many messages there that are definitely beneficial but it's not what you lot are taking from it so i just have a different experience or a different relationship to the bible than what you have so it's what it is but um let's get on to actual so you mads then so this story was rather interesting. There's a beauty YouTuber called Susan Yara. Oh, um, so Susan Yara, it says, Yara has been a staple of the YouTube community for years. Her skincare videos um, on the Mixed Makeup YouTube channel rack up hundreds of thousands of views from her loyal fan base. A typical video on her channel features Yara reviewing a skincare product, raving about a skincare routine, or pro- prove, uh, providing brief tutorials on the use of a new product. Back in March, Yara began bringing up a new skincare brand in her videos, Naturium. This brand, according to her videos, was providing a better, cheaper option for skincare enthusiasts. Fans noted that the name came up time and time again in her videos as she mentioned different products and tried out fresh routines. Loyal fans began purchasing the products, thanks uh, in large part to Yara's careful promotion. When asked how she found out about the the line, fans claimed Yara credited a PR mailer sent out by the company. This PR mailer, according to social media users' recollections, allowed her to test the product and review it for her channel. The move would not be an uncommon one as many companies lean on YouTube reviews for marketing. There was just one thing, a single major detail allegedly left out by Yara in her months of YouTube promotion that has fans fuming. The brand she's been promoting actually belongs to her (laughs) (laughs) two days ago Yara made the big announcement she introduced fans not for the first time to her skincare brand the announcement left many fans baffled as they'd gathered fairly given Yara's repeated claims about the company that she discovered the new brand organically instead it appears that Yara used questionable business tactics to lure in consumers before announcing the company's true origins or at least that's how some fans or perhaps former fans see it jilted viewers have been taken to social media for the last two days to voice their outrage over Yara's big announcement one user even took the time to compile several screenshots illustrating Yara's repeated deflections over the last few months one screenshot shows a Facebook conversation in which a fan asked Yara how she discovered Naturium back in April. Her response, the widely re- um, revealed um, um, PR mailer answer, is fueling um, many fans' um, annoyance. Um, the vast majority of Yara's fan base appears to be furious over the announcement. They're calling the move shady and deceptive. Some people even accused her of fraud. <laughs> Predictably, not everyone was upset by Yara's move. This is the internet after all, so opinions quickly split into two categories. Diehard fans of the skincare YouTuber rushed to her defense, typically leaning on praise of her new brand and her creative approach to marketing as reasoning. Um, the majority of the community, though, are very annoyed with her. Her, um, her decision to ignore transparency transparency when launching her new line felt too deceptive for many to ignore. Subscribers have been trickling away from her YouTube channel for days, but her following is still strong. Time will tell if her non-traditional approach, approach to launching Naturium will sink in for good um, or merely serve as a learning experience. Mate, firstly, for me, big up Yara, because <laughs> like, I say this and I say this and like, come on, this isn't that serious. She didn't scam anyone. She didn't. No, but they said that this Susan Yara, they said that there was, I think I read somewhere that she would even come and be like, oh, I had to really fight to get this promo code for no, you. But even gold, <laughs> no, but even gold. I love it. I, lo- I love that even more. Because you see, sometimes when you are de- actively deceiving, 
you need to have a few I call it peppers you need to have a few peppers in there to kind of keep it going along and I, I what I find this story so funny is that people aren't complaining that the product didn't work right they aren't saying that oh my god the product was shit it made me break out it did this and that from what I can, from what you've read, the product was fine. The product, I guess, was doing what it needed to do. Yeah. You guys were upset about who owned the product. <laughs> and for me, if we make this conversation more serious, you know, when we're talking about black, black businesses, I find that people are always kind of hesitant to support a black business. Mm-hmm. So what she did is that she put, she literally stuffed her review for, for her product mm-hmm. amongst the, the reviews that she was doing for other brands that you guys knew about. Yeah. And what happened? Lo and behold, you guys went out and bought it. Right. And I kid you not, if she had said that, oh, if she had introduced it as, oh, guys, this is my new thing. I'd like you guys to support it. She probably wouldn't have gotten that many supporters. Yeah. So she sold it to you as she sold it to you as regularly as she sells the other products, as she reviews other products. So, yeah, she's East Asian. Mm. I mean, I'm so gonna, does that change your opinion? No, I'm going to stick with my opinion then. Yeah. That, that is, if, is, if she's East Asian. I, again, I feel like, you know, it goes without saying, like, when you tell people that this is what I'm doing, that mm-hmm. this is what I've got going, they're naturally more hesitant. But if you if you lump it uh, uh, amongst the L'Oreal, the Gucci's or whatever, what is she? Is it skincare things? Yeah, skincare yeah. she does. If you yeah. lump it amongst those, people aren't gonna people aren't gonna know anything. But I do see, in all seriousness, though, I do see the kind of um, kind of sinister aspect yeah. behind it because it's like. Because you, you wove a whole story. Yeah. To me, like, you, if, if you were going to do that, you could just be like, boom, this is this product. It is what it is, and it? Like, fit, put it in with all the other ones and keep talking about that it. But you code. said... <laughs> you said you were fighting for them to get this promo code. <laughs> fighting who? Yourself in the mirror. You know that bit, that meme of she, Kermit the Frog? Yeah. <laughs> she added that pepper. She, boy, she did what she had to do. And my, again, it comes down to, I feel like, we give influencers... And I say this to the pinch so we give influencers too much power. A lot of power. In a way. Because she is a reg she's just a regular person. A regular regular. Even if she wasn't making money off her own product, she's making money off reviewing other people's products. Yes. So she's gonna make money regardless. Exactly. And the fact is, I feel like she wanted to know in some regards that her product actually banged. Yeah. Because if I told you that this is my product, yeah, and you went and bought it because you wanted to support me, then I don't really know how the product is doing off its own back. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, in that sort you, of sense. You're already supporting me. Right. So I think that I do see where you're coming from, where it's kind of like, well, let me not tell you that it's anything to do with me and see how you get on with it anyway. And it's interesting because that's what, when I saw the image or saw the vision that I should kind of like have a tarot reading circuit service. And like I said, I was like, again, a fucking again. It, it showed up initially that I didn't post that it was mine. Like it was just like this is a service. It's got an internet. It's got a web page. You know, you this is how you book your um, readings. You could go and book it, um, and just let it be what it is, mm. and just have that available. And um, and then I was speaking about it, and um, my partner was like, "Oh, well, no, let people know that it's you. Like, definitely have it as part of you." But I just wonder why I was shown that it should be separate, separate, separate to me. I get that. Yeah. So yeah, I just. It's, it's weird it's but so i i see that i see that when you're established in one field you don't really want to then kind of let what you're currently doing impact that thing because you want to know that that thing can stand on its own yeah but at the same time why did you bother b- building this entire platform if you're not going to use it to benefit what you've already been doing that's a question right. so i don't know how i feel about hers yeah i don't know how i feel about hers initially when i saw it i was just like mm, that is really deceptive but then when you brought your opinion and your perspective i was just like mm, actually Maybe that's not. true yeah i just don't think it's 
that deep. I think if it was, if she was doing anything and it was harming anyone, if it was doing any of that, then totally. But if she sold you something and it worked and you just didn't know who owned it, come on, get a grip. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> not, come on. Like, what do, would your opinion change if, like, this is what I'm thinking of the people who are outraged, yeah? Would your opinion change if she liked it so much and bought shares? There you go, exactly. Because then technically she'd, she'd part own it. Right. And so what would you have preferred that after the fact? And, and then she never announced it to you. She just bought shares and she just went about her business. Yeah. How would you feel about that? It's just silly outrage. I think people are more just hurt by how she, well no, she, she was sold deceptive. it. She was she, very she, deceptive. She was deceptive. <laughs> that promo like, code. If I ever start YouTube, I'm going to hang on to this, those sort of lies because they're really, really good lies. So that's, that's my thing on it. Like, you didn't, it feels a bit underhanded in that respect, but fine. Yeah, okay. So the next So You Mad, I think that this one, ooh, it got my blood boiling. It got my blood boiling. Uh, a woman who purposely coughed on a one-year-old has um, the video or the photo has been released by the San Jose police in California. Authorities are asking for the public's help to identify a woman who was caught on camera coughing on a one-year-old boy at Yogurtland in San Jose, California. In surveillance video released by the police, you can see the woman walk over to a stroller, cough at least two times over the young child. In an exclusive interview, um, uh, the boy's mother described the incident and what she believes was the motive behind the attack. Coughing on someone's face, she did it on purpose. It's not like she did it on accident. Oh, cough, cough. No, she purposely coughed on my son's face, said Mireya Mora. Mora says the woman standing in front of her last Friday got mad that she was too close in line. So you can imagine that. So the that. white woman got mad. Yes. Right. So the white woman is at, at the front and um, they're behind her, I think. Yes. So, um, yes. So the white woman's at, at the front. They're at yogurt land. So they want to get some iced yogurt or um, whatever they call it, frozen yogurt. They want to get some. And the, the this uh, Mora has her son in a stroller. And I think she was right up on the woman, which mm -hmm. you shouldn't be really anyway, yeah, but yeah. fine. So anyway, she's right up on the woman. They start maybe having an uh, argument about it. The white woman then pulls her mask off her own face. So she had the wherewithal to wear the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had the wherewithal to understand the distance between people. Took it off. I took the mask off and then coughed three times in the baby's face, the one-year-old's face. You know, I just, you hear that story and I just think to myself, do you know the level of racist <laughs> you have to be on in order to do something like that? It's just so bad. And even on top of that, always it makes me laugh when people will film something like that happen. I know this was CCTV, but people mm -hmm. will film something like, like that happening and be like, oh, the guys, this is outrage. Let me tell you, if something like that ever happens to me, all I'm going to say is that you're not going to see any film about it. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. You're not ever going to see, you're not, you're not going to see me post a video about it. You're not going to see me even tweet about it. Because what you will know... Is I did what I needed to do. Is that I did what the <laughs> Lord allowed me to do. You will know that I did some things, but I will never. And that's what I always think is funny. Like, fam, everyone needs to stop recording. I need you to beat these people so bad. Because you're talking about, I want to have proof. I want to have proof. Even when you have the proof, do they believe exactly. you? Everyone's having online debates. Beat fam, them. I'll put the phone to the side and I'll rock your beat jaw. Beat them. You that must... yoga, you'll be having it through a fucking tube. I'll For the rest of your life. I will finish You must you. administer a festival of slaps. <laughs> Because when you don't, and like I always say, we mean you always live by the saying, those who don't hear. Oh, they must feel. 
in the worst way. They must feel thank you to all of my Jamaican family because you, you know that is what it is. Like I have to let the people know if you can't if you can't hear you must feel I will beat. I can't even say I will beat <laughs> you because I, it's the be it's the be the oh. at it's none of my business. It's I will beat. <laughs> Mama, no shigging. Oh, I God. Literally, I, I will beat the life out of you and then beat it back in. <laughs> right. Like, it's so going to be so bad. So when the police arrive, you're still intact. You're your still life intact. is still intact. Yeah. But they will see no reason to ask you for your ID because you will look nothing like that <laughs> once I'm done with you. <laughs> like You can tell them you're anyone. Just you give can, them any name. Become a new person. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we've actually got Annie. So, sorry, Annie. But no, I will, I will have to beat the person down. No, I'm sorry. She said it, it happened so quick. I was in shock. She got close. Part. She took off her mask and she coughed three times super hard on my son's face. I would have punched her forehead. Like, you would just, oh. I'm so sorry because three times. Wait, for me to cough three times, yeah, notice the time difference. <coughs> <coughs> you can't even do it fast. You right. Even not, there's enough time for you to punch her in her throat. Punch her forehead, <laughs> literally. I find the, this, the story so funny though, because if I was a bystander, I would be cracking up. But if I was the mum that she did that to, woo. I'm just thinking about that as a mother. So I'm out with my baby. Correct. In the pa- pa- in, pandemic in, in, is in still. The, in, the, in this pandemic, and you feel some type of way about how close I was standing to you. All right, cool. We can have a discussion about that. But then you proceed to take your mask off. So I'm thinking you're wearing the mask because you probably have something, right? You take your mask off and then you cough three times in my son's face. I'll have to say, to baby, mommy's just going to have to beat the shit out of someone for just give me five minutes, baby. You just stay here. Here's, here's, here's your toy. And I will proceed to, to I will proceed to beat the, oh, I will, I will wrap her like a pretzel. I will, fold, <laughs> I will fold her like a fucking pretzel. People like to talk about, oh, you know, when you transcend, when you're vibrating higher, violence is no longer the answer. Fam, Ooh. this question is 30 marks and the only answer is violence. <laughs> Hello. I will get full marks. Full. Full marks. Full. How, how, how Karen can? coughs on your baby three times. How long will it take you to beat Karen's ass? 30 marks. That is, that's literally <laughs> it. And it's a, it's, it's a tough question to answer because the beating will just, it will just last. What is time? Time is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that beating could have been a few seconds. <laughs> to her, it will feel like years. A lifetime. I will be. It needs to be. <laughs> I'll be shaggy as he busted it. I will, I will throw every flavor of yogurt she will taste because I'll throw her off that fucking counter. She would be dug for. I remember watching this long and awkward fight. Yeah, and it was so long. It was they were literally fighting for so long. The girl that was getting beaten was just she just like out of. I don't even know how she did it, but she just shouted out, "I'm tired." That's the sort of beating you'll get. You will be shouting, "You're tired." You will be tired of getting be- beat down. Because there's no you way. You don't do that to a child. Can you imagine? It's so, so extremely violent. Yeah, you don't so do that bad. to a child. So and bad. it's what it infers as well. And we see so many white people messaging, like non-white people saying, I'm going to cough in your face. I'm going to do this. And I literally spoke about this on a podcast the other week, like whatever was sent to um, Ian Wright and, you know, Belly Mujinga, someone actually spitting in her face. Mm-hmm. Like this is a serious thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So some might say, oh yeah, but you rushed the baby to the hospital. 
I'm gonna take that baby when I'm gonna take that baby. Yeah, you, because you've already done what you've done. But a second person <laughs> needs to go to the hospital. Yes, yes. And weirdly enough, Karen will be seen first. She'll be seen first. Karen will be seen first because Karen will be more urgent. Let's she'll just be, say. Right, and she'll be given more painkillers than I ever could be given. Yes. So let me just make sure she earns those painkilling medications. Like I will beat her. Ooh. Down. And people are like, oh, but, and that's what gets me about this news report. They're like, but how do you know that it's racist? Well, the woman says here, but I'm um, Hispanic. I think she said, um, she goes, um, Mara believes that this, um, that what happened was motivated by race. I believe this woman may be racist because the family in front of her is white. Me and my grandma are Hispanic. And she started telling me about my distance and harassing me and my son once I started speaking Spanish to my grandma. There we go. That's all we needed. Look, but what I want to also point out is the fact that there were two of you, babes. I thought that you were just there by yourself. Yeah. Gra- grandma, hold on to this stroller totally while I beat her real quick. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to do a community. We're going to do an intergenerational beating right. where you slap her one, me two, I slap her two. I will be slapping we'll her together. And as we're slapping her, we'll be speaking Spanish over her <laughs> life. We're not even speaking in tongues. We're speaking in Spanish and we'll let her know. Yeah, and that will make the PTSD even worse because whenever she hears Spanish... <laughs> Whenever she hears Spanish. She doesn't even know what's being said. She, she's, she's literally ducking every time. Someone says, don't that. She's like, ah! <laughs> nah, sorry. Nah. Fuck she, her, fuck she, nah, when she's replaying it back, she'll be picked because she doesn't even know what was being said. It's just replaying in her mind. She's replaying the trauma. <laughs> and she has to use you and go to figure out <laughs> what the meaning living, of her beatdown was. She'll be living that moment for But her they are so pressed when it's like you speak english you're in america speak english well no if i'm in america i should speak the language that i want to speak and yeah. that's none of your business i should speak the language of the indigenous people you can't come and tell me what i should be speaking so mind your fucking business wow. so it's it's i'm glad i just i just wish that that story had ended with and then i beat the shit out of her yeah, but i understand why we don't that way man I, I understand why we don't hear more of that. Um, I think this is the last So You Mad then. The last So You Mad is um, Unilever and L'Oreal are saying that they're taking off um, the uh, terms whitening and things like that, and lightening off whitening, their... brightening. Yeah, they're taking it off their skin uh, uh, bleaching products, basically. And I love that you said it like that because you're you're taking the names off the skin bleaching products that you are continuing to sell. To sell, Yeah. Right. And just like I was saying, like, I just think it's quite interesting, these things. And I feel like even as black people, even as the wokest black person, you think that, you know, everything that you are disadvantaged by. I find it so interesting that we woke up one day and we said, do you know what? You need to abolish the police and you need to stop killing black people. You guys started, white people started bringing out racism that we didn't even know we were affected. We are no longer going to refer to rooms as the master bedroom. No one fucking asked you. But now that you mention it, you were doing it for so long. You were really doing it for so long. I will no longer voice the um, the, the character Cleveland Brown after doing it for 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. All of you were happy to voice non-white characters. You were happy to receive your coin for all of that time. And then all of a sudden you're feeling this guilt and you want to stop. Fam, you've already earned all the money that you're going to earn so off the So what guilt do you feel? You're off. just trying to save face. And I think, and I've always said this, I've always said this. This, especially when white people are lending their voices to black characters, it's blackface. Nobody, yes, people, yes. people are so 
consume like people look at blackface and they think to themselves okay you need they need to put that black paint on yeah we've been seeing blackface performances without the black paint for years yes. and we are still seeing it to this day how they let that man voice a black character yeah is disrespectful on so many levels especially because of the way that they present cleveland brown as this kind of stupid kind of exactly. like that oh. typical kind of nigga yes yes yeah, of, yeah exactly yeah. so it's basically a, a minstrel guy. show it is it's it's blackface it is straight up blackface and look voice of cleveland brown if you really want to make this better give us the money that you earn over the 20 years <laughs> Open your purse. Open your fucking purse. Donate that money back. Yes. Because you should have never earned a dime. If you feel so bad. Exactly. And a lot of people will come back and their responses will be, you know... And it, it might it might even be true because, you know, with, with a lot of um, production companies that do the cartoons and mm-hmm. stuff, they've got a very small budget. So actually, a lot of the time, and you could do your research, one person might even voice six characters. Yes, yes. But I will only feel good about that if, if, I, if I see many um black voice actors voicing many characters yes you don't yes. get one white voice actor to voice so many characters and tell us that oh yeah it's because of budget restrictions no get a black person there to yeah. voice all those characters yeah there. i think it's so it's even more misleading when they try and add texture to characters like cleveland you know where they try and give him like, his own show a, yeah his own show a family yeah all of this all of that you've got a white person yeah doing all of that the whole time the whole time it's really sickening and it's like nobody fucking asked you the master bedroom all of this stuff nobody asked you you're doing things about the master bedroom recently i didn't know that was a thing i was just like all of these things were not of our concern like i'm more concerned that people that got married on slave plantations people like blake lively and ryan reynolds will um are posting black squares I'm talking about, oh, you know, this injustice needs to stop. But the thing is, you went and got married at the very site. Like, would you go and get married on a concentration camp? They would never. They would never do that. But but for some reason, it's okay to get married at a slave plantation. When thousands of black people were killed. It's... it it they were killed and they were for generations they were subjugated they were oppressed they like they were born into slavery they died in slavery. And do you get what I mean? Never, like, I never knew anything but but that. Do you get me? Like, that hurts. And because you just like the way the place looks... You just got married there. Knowing the very real history, the very recent history of that place, white people are mad. It's hard to accept, man, but that's... that's, that's and then you post a black square. That's what gets me. Even the agent that um, was posting a private Facebook group, the UK agent that was post- posting a private Facebook group talking about, oh, I just... I think it's a bit unfair when um, casting specified, looking for BAME actors because it's taking away roles from white actors. Even her even her agency that she that's named after her, she posted Black Square and this is what we're doing to learn more about racism. And I just thought, fuck so, off. Just, oh, so fuck performative. Off. A so lot of it is performative. Performative. And, and this is what I'm saying, like this is only the beginning of all of this. Don't worry that people go back or they look they look like they're going back to the norm because they, they won't be able to stay there very long. The fact people that we have lauded it up and all of us have shown our face to be like, this is I am no longer standing for this. I no longer want this to happen. We can't go back to normal. The, the tensions are there now, the conflicts are there now and the elephant is in the room. Yes. And there is no way we can get this elephant out this time. No. We will have to address that elephant well, in the room. Many elephants actually that's probably a better way to put it. Yes. Many elephants. Many elephants. They've crowded up the place. So what did uni uni is uni lever owned by l'oreal no they're separate companies 
Oh, okay, okay. And they both just decided at the same time to stop using... Yeah, because people have been like calling them out. No, but people have been shouting about it for ages. But the thing is, people weren't shouting about you changing the fucking name. So Unilever have... Um, they're the ones that make Fair and Lovely. I remember being sent to an audition by my agent once for that product. Um, I soon got rid of that agent. Um... So it says here, uh, um, we are fully committed to having um, a global portfolio of skincare brands that is inclusive and cares for all skin tones, celebrating greater diversity of beauty. We recognize that the use of the word fair, white and light suggests the singular ideal of beauty that we don't think is right. And we want to address this as we are revolving the way that we communicate the skin benefits of our products that deliver radiant and even skin tone. It's always important to change the language we use. Uh, we have been working on the evolution of our fair and lovely brand, which is sold across Asia, progressively moving to a more inclusive vision of beauty that celebrates skin glow. We have changed the advertising communication and more recently the packaging in South Asia. <clears throat> and we think it's important that we now share the next step that we've been working on changing the brand name. We will also continue to evolve our advertising to feature women of different skin tones, representative of the variety of beauty across India and other countries. We want fair and lovely to become a brand that celebrates glowing and radiant skin, regardless of skin tone adds um, the brand, whoever. Um, <clears throat> you know, when someone just writes bare things and they're Honestly. talking shit, just crap, just loads of air. And it's basically like, we're going to play with your mind and we're going to gaslight you and we're going to put white women in the adverts too because they might want to brighten their, their skin. white skin. Right. And if they're there, then you can't complain because we're also showing white women. But we also already know what the product does and we know why it sells so much in India and, you know, how, how why it Nigeria. sells so much in South Asia and why it sells so much in West Africa or maybe Africa as a whole as continent, but why it sells so much in these places. And these were pre previously colonized places. Right. And so we're not, you don't want to question why, I mean, you already probably know the answer is the people who are manufacturing this as to why it sells so much in these places. And so you think that the way you're going to get around it is that, well, we've changed the name now. Yeah. And that's what a lot of them are doing. Even the ones that did the Aunt Jemima. Yeah. They're not answering any questions. <laughs> no. They're just providing what they think, what they feel are just solutions and quick, quick fixes. Yes. But if we actually, if we really interrogated, you know, where, just like you said, where these products were being sold, the heritage, the story, all of that, to, to, to speak about it would be, you, they probably wouldn't be able to do. I read somewhere that if you, um, that a girl said that her dad, um, if ever a guy is kind of being flirtatious with you and you don't like it or they're being inappropriate with mm -hmm. you, ask them to explain their joke. Don't laugh. Ask them to explain yeah. it. And I think that um, when I apply this situation to like, you know, racism and anti-blackness, I always yeah. think to myself, you guys, you, 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 you want to come with this solution of, oh, we're going to remove these words. We're going to do all of this. Okay, tell us why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. tell, us, tell us why you're doing it. Tell us how it started. Where did it start I mean? from? Where, where did it start from? Where did it originate from? And then when we when we start asking those questions, you'll find slowly but surely those answers will become short. You see how we gave us they gave us this long statement about what they're gonna do. Yeah. Start asking those questions. The start asking those questions. The answers will become a lot shorter. Yeah. It'll be like yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lo lo yes. Lol. <laughs> they won't answer. Fair and lovely. White and lovely. Like you know why you're doing all of this thing. White and bright. All of whatever the fuck that you've been calling all of these things for the longest time. The fact is the product is still available. The product is what's damaging. Um to us and we're not addressing how again it's what we spoke about about womanhood and how it was constructed and it's constructed around white women as the woman the ideal woman mm. so everyone's trying to aspire to that um, or a lot of people are trying to aspire to that ideal mm. right 
what they do with their hair texture, what they do with their skin and tone and all of that. Until that is addressed, this these kind of products will continue to thrive because as far as they're concerned, they were just like, we're going to keep selling them because they sell. We'll change the name if it's hurting your little feelings, but we're going to keep selling them because they are what? They're still a corporation and they are still a massive tenant for capitalism, which is um, upheld by racism. Yep. So everything works together. It's all linked. So they're not going to give up their part in that because you feel hurt in some way. Yes. Unless we get rid of the very thing that allows for the products like this to thrive in the first place. And that's exactly what I'm saying. And this is why uh, Bob Risky, you know, is my problematic fave because I know that Bob has been promoting skin bleaching products constantly, but I can't be calling out Bob when there is a reason. What Bob is doing is merely a symptom of a greater illness yes. th- that the... And um, there are many, many women like Bob. Yes. And it's it's a part of racial trauma and, and men because, you know, Vibes will say to us on the song, like, about his um, cape, cape soap and um, looking white like flower, no weevil. Like, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sad. It is. It's it is. sad. It's, it's, it's actually a lot more depressing than it seems. Yeah. It's very much so. And I think that when we start to look at how we exist... Um, as black people and especially as black women um, when we're not interacting with the womanhood uh, that is sold to us um, in the western world we see that there's so much more space for us to be all of the things that we are there's so much more to yeah Yeah. so much more to explore because no you can't there's no how that you can tell me about the wigs that we wear that look a particular way in a particular texture and tell me that it's attractive if we're not talking about why is it attractive who is it more linked to and that's not to say don't wear your things live your live your life but, no. but just know that we're still trying to play and 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 intercept somehow this idea of um womanhood as it pertains to white women and when it's always been violent towards us so mm-hmm. it will never serve us anyway mm-hmm. but what is the life that you imagine for yourself outside of the womanhood that's constructed for white women i think a lot of people find that question hard to answer Yes, because everything is geared towards um, upholding that, the womanhood that is constructed for that sole purpose of um, um, giving white supremacist patriarchy a purpose. So that's that for So You Mad. Um, Straw of the Week, last one, so aka Suck Your Mum, is really, really unnerving. Um, so do you want to start this one? This is the... The, the two police was it two or three of them two police officers the two, two police met police officers, officers yeah who thought it would be a good idea i don't know what they were thinking they took um a picture of two um dead women who just so happened to be sisters yeah they took a picture and did they post it somewhere on whatsapp they sent it to their whatsapp they sent group. it to each other on whatsapp and they took a selfie by the two black women's dead bodies <sighs> and first of all the family reported that the um, the women were missing yeah. And so that was Nicole Smallman, Smallman, 27 years old, and Biba Henry, 46 years old. They were in a park uh, celebrating um, a birthday, one of their birthdays, and they were dancing there and, you know, having a great time. And they stayed there till very, very late um, in the night. And um, the family started worrying. Their family started worrying because they hadn't returned and they were worried about them. And they let the police know the police had no desire to go out and look for them. Mm. They ended up doing the investigations and finding the finding their bodies. They the then family. yes, yeah. they then alerted the police and said, you know, this has happened. And the police arrived on the scene, um, I guess. And then these two met police officers took selfies next to the bodies and then sent it to their WhatsApp groups. This is police in London. I'm just specifying. So it's you very crazy. much know. It's crazy when you 
when you kind of think of it and you just think to yourself like if i saw a dead body god forbid on the street i wouldn't be able to i wouldn't know how to even process it so i think to yourself like you do you know how desensitized you have to be to just see a dead body and the first thing you think is oh my god let's take a selfie but then you have to not see that body as human in the first place which is literally going back to what we just talked about in terms of womanhood and how it's constructed for white women because you would not take a selfie next to a white woman's dead body you would not do that but because Never. these women um are uh, um black women you feel like that, well, that's race, right? yeah that that's okay like we we that's okay we can do that and that's why comments like alison pearson's review for the telegraph or whatever that she wrote it for where she was just like oh i may destroy you it's great but the blackness is irrelevant they're human beings why did you have to why is that you say the blackness is irrelevant and and then follow it with they're human beings no you can be black and human yes but you're saying to us oh forget the fact that they're black that might put you off but they are humans and they do have a full range of emotions and they feel things like this plays out in so many different ways in our society and we fail to um identify it but things incidents like this just goes to further prove that this is part of the problem if you do not view black women as women you do not view them as human then you'll do things about with like this like and think that it's okay and then you send it to a group so that means that that group you were expecting them to find it funny but luckily there's somebody in that group that, that, ha- it. Oof, that has some sense and, and has some feeling some some human emotion that has some conscience it just makes you sick it actually ma- genuinely genuinely makes me and sick. i want the full force of the law as they like to call it to come down on them because like when right because when when a black woman was fired she was a police officer she was fired i think and her uh, sister sent her right picture. that she never opened yes, apparently yes, or yes, allegedly yes. She, she, didn't, she didn't even know it was on her phone right and she got fired. She didn't know it was there, but these ones took the selfie, then sent it into the WhatsApp group. Don't tell me that they're going to get off any... Well, not, only, not only must you fire them, they must not get no they, police pension. They need to go no, to jail. Yes, straight to jail. And I just think about... And, and we hear about these stories and we think, oh yeah, fuck those police officers, blah, blah, blah. But I just think about the family, man. Right. Like, that's like look at the sort of story you've got to tell people now. Like not only did your 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 daughters or your siblings, you know, die in such a tragic way, police officers that you trust, that you pay, you pay their fucking salary. Right. But then when you now tell Cressida Dick, yeah, um, you tell Not her. Name, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's a name. Like you are the most superior, right, of this force. And then people say to you that, oh, the Met is um still institutionally racist. Oh, I don't like that term because it 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 it, it um distances us from the community. Stephen and, Lawrence. Uh, this is the whole reason the McPherson report came out and said, and it was proven that the police are institutionally racist. And you're saying that you don't want that term to be used anymore because it distances the police from the community. But the fact is you can't stop using a term just because you don't like it if you are still institutionally racist. Right. Like you that, haven't changed anything, but you, you want to move away from the term. That is, you know how mad that is? That's pretty much what we're talking about with L'Oreal and the Unilever. Uni- Do you just want to change the name? Yes. We'll change the name and then we'll all move on. No, we're not changing. A police by any other name is still as violent. It's still as racist. There you go. I think that'll be the name title of this episode. A police, police, police by any other name. Yeah, I like that. We'll go with that. Because I don't see how 
you are struggling to understand why people are saying abolish police, defund police. Although people really need to understand that when they're talking about that in the American context and how it differs to how we operate with police um, over here in the UK and how that particular structure um, unfolds. But whenever I do my workshops, whenever I've done these workshops with the police or given a keynote speech or whatever, I've always said that to me, the answer is that we need to unearth and we need to uproot all of this and start again because what is here is not serving um, all the people. It's, It's absolutely rotten at its core and there's only so much plaster that we can keep putting on it like how many workshops am i going to do with you if the very nature of this institution serves this sole purpose no matter how good you are the system will try to swallow you up you as the good police person individual what how much can you fight against a mechanism that was made to do this you're merely a cog in it you can be taken out and be replaced yes and in fact the easiest thing for you to do is to keep promoting it right keep it going and well, at least if I'm there, I can change something. But how much can you change? And you can only be in this one place. You're not omnipresent. You can't be Manchester or, um, you know, um, Leeds. You can't be everywhere, Birmingham. You can't be any, you know, all of these places. You can't even be, if you're in North London, you can't even be in South London if something's yeah. happening there and a police person is moving mad there. You can't be everywhere. So there has to be either way more of you or this whole thing needs to start again. I go with the latter. Oh, so it says here, two Metropolitan Police officers have been arrested after a photograph was allegedly taken of the bodies of murdered sisters in the London park. Um, Nicole Smallman, 27, and Bieber Henry, 46, were found stabbed to death in Fryant Country Park in northwest London this month. They were daughters of a pioneering cleric, Mina Smallman, the, um, the Church of England's first female arch, um, arch, um, archdeacon um, from a black and minority ethnic background the sisters were reported missing after a birthday ga- gathering on the 5th of june and their bodies were found on 7th of june police said several days later that they had been stabbed to death by a stranger who was likely to have been injured in the attack but who is still at large which is another thing as well you're taking selfies when the actual murderer still. is there is still wiling out Smallman was a freelance photographer. Henry was a social worker and mother of one. A criminal inquiry is underway into the conduct of two officers over claims that an inappropriate photograph was taken at the murder scene and allegedly sent to a group of people that included members of the public. The Guardian understands that um, other photos were also taken, including one showing a police officer. The allegations were reported to the Met's Directorate of Professional Standards, which referred them to the Independent Office of Police Conduct. Mm-hmm, sure. Which is investigating the watchdog, uh, which is investigating. The watchdog described the allegations as sickening. The investigation will consider whether any criminal charges should be brought or any disciplinary offences apply. And this is where I start to get pissed off because what do you mean? What do you need to investigate? There is a picture of them with two dead bodies. There are police officers. Get rid. And they sent it to a group. Get rid. It's that simple. There doesn't even need to be a court case. I want them to go to jail. I I just feel like something needs to be done. They They definitely need to be fired, but something else needs to be done. You can't just say, oh, that was a bit of a naughty thing you did and just let them go because the fact is... that will be the case, but... Well, boy, it's it's, it's sickening. It's disgusting. Uh, The family of the two women have been told about the photograph and were said to have been shocked and distressed. The IOPC said the investigation relates to allegations that inappropriate photographs were taken at a homicide crime scene and subsequently shared with a small number of others the metropolitan police service is handling matters involving those members of the public who may have received the images two metropolitan police constables were arrested by IRPC investigators on monday 22nd of june and have been bailed to a later date pending further inquiries 
Um, the uh, Sal Nassim, the IRPC director for London, said these are sickening allegations. And when we were made aware by the Metropolitan Police, we've acted quickly to arrest the officers involved in order to seize vital evidence. The victim's family are naturally extremely distressed at this turn of events. The IRPC is also investigating whether police bungled their search and inquiries after the women were reported missing. Um, I can help you with that investigation and say, of course, they did. Yeah. Just very simple. Very simple. They didn't want to do the work initially. They didn't, and and it shows because when they arrived, they were taking selfies. And how does that how does that come to your mind as a as a first thought? Blood still wet, literally wet in front of you uh, on, on the, the grass. <laughs> like, and you thought to take a picture because you just don't care. Oh, scary. It's very scary, but this isn't shocking. And that's what's sad about it. It's not shocking because we're so used to um, black people not being taken seriously by police. And this is why so much needs to change. And um, and there isn't enough workshops in the world that you can do to change this. Like something needs to be done on an institutional level. But who's going to do that parliament when they're mad as well? So it's it's... It's a hard one. It's a real conundrum because I really feel like we need to sit down and really think what we want. What do we imagine a new world looking like? Because this one is not fair. This one is not serving us at all. Like, I've seen videos of police officers saying, oh, you're just trying to jump on a bandwagon when they're being filmed doing something extremely wild and stopping black people for the wildest reasons. Like, I think a a black couple went to go and visit their family member and basically one of the neighbours had called the police to say that, oh, they're they're in the area and they look suspicious. An older couple Uh saying that they're in the area and they look suspicious. And so the police have arrived and they're like, why are you wanting to search us? And why do you want to search our car? And why do you want to do all of these things? And they were like, oh, yeah, because um, you were driving on the road. So that gave us reason to want to stop you. Because you were driving on the road. Right. Just kill me then. Honestly, (laughs) just honestly, because what is this life? What is this life? You were driving on the road and they say it was a one white man and one white woman, the police officer saying, oh, yeah, you were driving on the road. And it's the way that they try to say it. Like you can see that they've been taught to talk with authority. You were driving on the road and that gave us reason to stop you. And that person over there did say that you drove up and down. Yeah, we went to the shops and we came back. Yeah. So then you did drive up and down. And they're like, we come to visit my family. Like, we've come to visit my family. And it was like, yeah, but they do, They have said that suspicious things have happened in the area. And they've called us and we've just come to, you know, check it out and investigate. And that's why we're here. And the white woman's there like, and yeah, you, you, by you filming, you're just jumping on the bandwagon of what's happening. Saving black lives is jumping on the bandwagon. Wow. But that just goes to show how removed she is and people like her are from what's actually happening in England. What bandwagon are you fucking talking about when things are happening in this UK right now? Actively. What a total idiot. So, you know, I, I don't know how many straws I've given to the police at this point, And I'll continue to do the work that I'm doing in terms of workshops and things like that. But I will never stop saying, like, really, like, fuck all of you lot. Because the, you that are out there doing these wild things, you're the bad apples that these lot are talking about. I mean, I don't know how many bad apples they're talking about. Because I think I feel like the entire orchard is is, is it's, rotten. It's, 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 it's rotten. The, the soil, the from so- the roots. everything is a mess, yeah? So I don't know what to tell you at this point. But you can all go and suck your mums. The two police officers who did that, you can all go suck your mothers, you absolute fucking pricks. And take a picture of that. Take yes. a picture of your mother's pussy as yes. you're sucking it, you yes. fucking pricks. You ab- And I hope you pass out and you are not <laughs> resuscitated. You absolute fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
No, necessary. Keep going, please. No, but I just... Ah, oh, it's so horrible. <laughs> Imagine somebody being killed in that way. Just killed generally. And then and that's what people... That's a story You can't take a selfie. Oh. My spirit, the spirit of my ancestors will show up and wash your legs. <laughs> <laughs> like the worst possible things I with can a, do with a metal scar. I will season your food when you're not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> you will go to eat your food and there'll be chili flakes inside. <laughs> you will suffer. Wow. No, I, it's, it's just... I. I make light of these things in certain regards because it's just like, how do you, how do you punish people for this sort of, for this sort of behavior? It's absolutely vile. It's absolutely disgusting. The person that snitched, well done. Well done. That informer. <laughs> Get them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you sing it so confidently <laughs> without knowing the lyrics, but good. Keep, keep going. Like I said. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> No, I'm glad because this is what needs to happen. This is what allyship is. And you might not even have considered yourself an ally. When you see problematic shit like that, you need to call it out and go and tell someone. They say, go and tell a teacher or go and tell somebody and loud it out, loud it up. Go and let somebody know because this kind of shit cannot continue to run. And if you know that you're in a closed group of people and they like to move mad, go and snitch. I don't care if there's like three of you, four of you in that group. If Go and tell somebody because this can't continue to run. It's absolutely disgusting. But anyway, that is it for this week's episode of SYM. It's been a lot. We have said all of the things. I have been Kalechi Okafor. And I've been Sadiq. And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? Suck Your, your mom. mom. That's it. That's it for this week. So you can follow us. Um, I'm at Kalechi Okafor at Say Your Mind Pod. At Sadiqo JN. And that's pretty much it. Um, patron, thank you. I'm glad you're loving your readings. You can um, join me on Patreon. I think we'll be having a live session at some point um, this week or next week. So you can join Patreon on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor and join us for extra content there but that's pretty much it so make sure you take care of yourselves and we'll catch you on the flip side peace see ya it's the ben's punani woman is baby boys baby girls you need to hear this sit down sit down receive this realness make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it hard time scrolling for your long shorts you might learn something you never know let you find and she's one of a kind don't say you mind say you mind